Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu Quarterly Edition. I am your host, Ben Magnet, alongside with my bros, Sparks, Witty, and Ryan Iliopoulos, where we sit down and talk about some of the big news, stuff we're excited for from the past quarter. Quarter meaning like the past three months, meaning July, August, and September. And we're actually doing a quarter one this time, because the first time we did this, our quarterly turned into a halfly? Bi-annually? Two quarters. Yeah, 50 I mean, cents. Yeah, fifty cents. Yeah. So, bros, how's it going? How you been? Man, good. I'm doing pretty good. I've played so many video games. I can't wait to talk about all of them. Um, some of them multiplayer, some of them single player, some of them old, some of them new. I'm so excited to hear you talk about it. I have played mostly one game, and I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> it's I a game all, we've I've, all played though. So yeah, that's nice. yeah, yeah. I have also played two games mostly, and I played a little bit of a third. And then I went somewhere that made me buy a few other games that I'm really excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, since we are recording this in October, I have to save that for the next quarterly. But because, you know, based uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo, like as of this recording, this is the week I just came back from because the past weekend was Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I'm pretty sure I'm definitely going to talk about it on regular base arcade pause menu episodes that are coming up in the future. I have uh, so many shows lined up. It is like. Yay! Love to hear it. It is a great time for Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Let me tell you that. Hell yeah! But let's first let's first talk about the games we have been playing. Let's go with the uh, Sparks. Let's oh, start. No. Let's start with news articles. News That's items. right. Let's start with new. That's right. We were talking about news articles. I damn it. That's okay, Ben. We're trying new stuff. We're seeing how we're, it feels. We don't do this weekly. <laughs> no, we don't. We do this like literally every three months. <laughs> All right, so yeah, news articles. What big news articles do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, let's go with Sparks. Yeah, I've only got one. I just wanted to talk about, like, at the end of August, there was the announcement that Sony was raising the price of PlayStation 5s in European, Japanese, and Australian markets. Um, and this went pretty under the radar, even by American standards. I, I, like, we mentioned that I didn't... that Waypoint had talked about it yeah. uh, for, like, a single episode. Um but but even like Patrick Klepek over there was talking about like this is just it's an insane moment just because you can you can understand all the circumstances around it that Sony's been talking about. There are things where they're saying like this is because their their Q1 earnings were bad. And even then they have the like they are judging themselves on a scale and they've acknowledged it themselves. They are doing this where they're looking at the ratings, but they're judging the ratings based off last year. Mm -hmm. And last year, everybody was playing games and everybody was buying consoles and buying games. And, and so they were making hand over fist more than they usually would in a normal year. These past two. Yeah. yeah. And so now they're looking at the numbers and the numbers have gone so low that the company is kind of in a panic over the um, earnings drop off. Um, So even if it's as it's justifiable, when you consider like, COVID and people being shut in and now having to go back to work and not having as much time to play games or the indulgences of being able to buy a console and that kind of thing. Plus uh, the difficulty in still getting the consoles because of the resources that are going around again because of the pandemic yeah, or yeah. Uh, also the um, inflation that is happening globally. Uh, it's We're getting it pretty bad here in the States, but like in general, it's happening everywhere. Um, all of these have factored into why they said, Okay, so we're going to raise it 10% in these locations. But it's just such a wild moment because 
new consoles don't normally do this. Mm-hmm. New consoles like a PlayStation 5, which doesn't need any help telling people like people want it. It's They are selling. It's purely a we're not making as much money as we want to. So the price increase is just like it's just a weird moment. We've never really had this before where one of the major consoles has had to say a year out from its release. Yo, we're taking it up a notch. I, I just looked at sales because I wasn't I didn't know what, what we were at. Mm-hmm. And the PS5 has sold about 24 million million consoles. It is right in line with how much the PS2 sold. And the PS2 is one of the highest selling consoles of all time. People are buying the PS5, at least in America. And I think that's also part of why there's been mixed response about this move, because while it's understandable that Sony wants to make more money at a time when they feel like they're this, this does feel like it's purely for the company. The company is feeling the squeeze from the drop off of not making as much as they did the past few years and not really from a sense of consumers not wanting to engage with the products. Yeah. And because everybody's being choked by inflation, it does feel like, okay, mm, kind of sucks. Also, uh, like, in the in the last few years, um, Sony, especially with, with their with their current lead, uh, uh, remakes and remasters are a big thing. And, like, they sell pretty well, but, like, you have The Last of Us come out, and that is a, a relatively new game, and they want you to spend $70 on it. And that's yeah. a big ask for a lot of people. And there's now the rumors that they want to do that with Horizon, which is a five-year-old game. You had There's a PS5 version you could play of that game. And they want to sell that to you for $70 more. I'm like, you're asking a lot from your, your customer base, too. That's, like, a good, that's a good point, because, again, like you jump back to like the encouragement to buy a PS5, where it's like, yo, you got a PS4 copy of the game? Boom. That shit's PS5 automatic upgrade, yeah. baby. It's been really um, nice. And we're kind of starting to see that roll back a bit uh, where if for older games now you want the PS5 edition, they're going to be like, yo, we're going to tweak things up a bit and then sell you a brand new level price game. Or which is there's, and there's, there's two circumstances of this exact situation. One, you get a cyberpunk right. where you get a you get a game that does not run on older software. That game is almost just like it's in good shape now, but that game was unplayable at launch on a PS4 because it's eight year old software. Or you have Gotham Knights, which is a brand new game, and they had to cancel the old school versions because it just they uh, they couldn't release a game in that state. But that game is also only thirty frames per second and it is limited and has such technical issues. I'm like, they have they have to figure out the tech first, and it's like they're at that weird spot between the PS4 and PS5. Yeah. Um, that I think PS5 is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Asking someone to spend five hundred dollars on a console is a lot of money, especially in a pandemic right now. So like if you're if you're increasing the prices across the world, that's crazy to me. Yeah, that, that seems like like so many bad decisions seem to be happening all at once. And we we talked off air why we don't think this is happening in the States. I do think it's mostly uh, we would create more of a fuss about it than most people. Um, mm-hmm. And they wanted to keep it as under the radar and undiscussed as possible. Yeah, that they had to do this or felt they had to do this. But I do think like also part of it is, as people have brought up, is that we are in this weird space between the PS5 and PS4 where not everybody can get a PS5, but yet the market is, is because of technology, we are being pushed slowly further and closer to, you kind of have to if you want any new stuff. Yeah. And uh, that kind of engagement is really hard to have people pushing a price increase at the same time on. Again, because like, the consumers are there. It's not like the consumers aren't showing up wanting to buy this product. We we got lucky 
we all have PS5s. Right. But like we like we we fought like we fought for that. You know, we waited in the, in the digital lines like we really wanted it. And it's like you have to we want schemed, it. We schemed ordering it from different locations outside of our zip code. 100%, like we did what we had to do because like, yeah, like it's hard, I mean, to, you it's hard to get schemed. one. I, yeah, you guys, you guys schemed. I got straight up damn lucky because my girlfriend was mm. able to get my PS5 things to a friend of hers. And he only charged her an extra 150 bucks for it as a finder's fee. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, to me, if you think about it, because when she gave me the PS5, it was at the height of... Um, it was at the height of its popularity. Like last year, right? People, yeah, it was uh there no this year, this was past this February. Year? Oh, February. Yeah. Okay. Year, yeah. Um, but even uh, Sparks, because you were saying about this in I you guys know I have a lot of friends on Twitter who are who live overseas, who live in England and Australia and, and such and such. When this price hike was announced for their regions, they were not happy, especially mm-hmm. the ones who did not currently own a PS5. And to be honest, the the news also struck me as completely odd. How come the rest of the, the rest of the world, ex- besides America, gets this price hike? I mean, part of me wants to try and say I get it. Um, the PS5 is a console that so many people want. So many um, people online on social media vehemently complain about how hard it is to get a system, how hard it is to, to, to buy this damn thing. And... I mean, also, again, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. The world is an absolute mess right now. Um, there's so many uncertain. There's so many things that are uncertain. And it's like, okay, I understand. Like, trying to, get the, trying to get the components for it is hard. Yeah. Trying to get it shipped is out is hard. And all this thing, I part, part of me wants to I say I understand. But at the exact same time, this just feels like, what the hell are you doing, Sony? Because a lot of things that Sony has done, it's it's the same with Nintendo. Nintendo and Sony have taken like a step forward, but they also taken two steps back in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. And I because even then you guys were talking about how it's like games can be PS3, PS5 upgrade. Um, I subscribed or I paid an extra $30 more to get them like the highest tier level of PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy 7 integrate PS5 version was completely free for me. And it's like, hey, here's an option to, to transfer your save data from your PS4 version to the PS5. And I'm like, oh, well, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to do that. And I even checked. Like, I turned on the game. Integrator was right there. I'm like, cool. The second I transferred my save data over, I they charged me $15 to play UP Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, well, this is bull crap. That's wild. That's so weird. Yeah. Because I already, because I downloaded the free PS5 digital version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And like when I downloaded, UP Story was ready to go. It was installed. I'm like, what the hell? Do I really have to shell out 15 bucks? Uh, unfortunately, I did. I am part of the problem. I know. But at the same time, it's like I paid all this money and I bought the game. I bought the deluxe version of the game, and you're still charging me extra $15 to play UP Story, even though you just literally offered it to me for free. Well, that's that is a a situation of just the the PlayStation Xbox Game Pass version just not being up the up the snuff up the par. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that what they've launched is pretty cool. It's still got a long way to go before it, it before like I want to buy it. Also, also, like they've they like Sony has been notorious for being having more bugs in the upgrade from PS4 to PS5 transition than the Xbox did. Mm-hmm. They just had yeah. like that's that's been all over the place. I think we're also part of the reaction to all this comes from like we are in a little bit of a lull. And it's understandable, but we are in a lull. Like, um, I know Nextlanders talked about it a lot, like how many big games were coming out this year. A lot of them got pushed back. 
because of the pandemic. Yeah. Understandable. We want games delayed if they're not ready. Um, I'm not blaming anybody for that. I think that's absolutely right. But we're also seeing like the back end of the pandemic stuff, too, where, uh, you know, people are being asked to pay more for this console that is there even a true PS5 made game on that console yet? I mean, yeah, but like I we're still early. It's still early on. Yeah, it's still I mean, early I would say, on. I would say Demon Souls. That's a true PS5. made. There, game. there are there are a couple. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I didn't I'm looking at where the price hike happened around the world. Y'all, it's literally everywhere but America. Mm-hmm. It's in the Europe, UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, Canada, not US. Right. That's the entire world but us. Like what? Why? Why? I, I wouldn't like I have mine, so I wouldn't have minded a price hike because you know I got mine. But like if they're struggling, why not just do everybody? That seems it was, really weird that it's not here was, American. Now. So here was the other shitty thing. Um, people were given two days notice. That's kind of uh impressive. like everyone in these markets were told, hey, in two days, the price of the PS5 is going up. So get get your very hard to find console now yeah yeah um because the price is about to increase and like if if we were in that point or ben i think ben was the last of the four fake nerds to get his so like if ben were still at that point and then this had happened if it had happened in the states that would have felt really shitty so i understand where like everyone else in the rest of the markets who's been like anticipating like hey you finally got your shop but now it's more expensive two years later and again this has never happened before no like they only consoles get cheaper as time goes by. That's how not it happens. A, not more expensive, but and it is pandemic. just it is just a ten percent price increase. But it's still wild. It's for still a five hundred dollar console, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yes, exactly. Five, that's fifty bucks. What it's is, fifty bucks. I was um, friend of the show, gamers uh, dying G retro, and the people over at Gamer Week's, uh, Gamers Week podcast when they were talking about this news hike uh, a little while ago when it happened, and they were saying that this is a. I mean, of course, we've said it before; it's unprecedented. But also, it just makes, it honestly just makes no sense because they were talking about how back in the 90s when Tom Kalinske took over as CEO of Sega of America, he slashed the Genesis price about $100. And it's like, because prices for these consoles, they're supposed to go down. Yeah. And the second you slash the price, you see an uptick in console sales because then other people, other like makers like back in the day, Nintendo realized, oh, Sega's dropping their price. Well, uh, we got to drop the price of the Super Nintendo then. And then it's just a constant price war. Like I remember when the PS3 was slashed to two ninety nine, mm-hmm. and they made a big deal, and that was a big deal. The PlayStation Three, three hundred bucks. Yeah, it started mm-hmm. at six hundred. The biggest mistake exactly. they've ever made. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, holy crap, three hundred dollars for a PS3, and you get all these games, games, and all this awesome stuff. Hell yeah! Even I was begging, kind of asking my parents, "Is like, so PS3, can I get that now?" Yeah. The and we talked about it briefly, but like. The pandemic really is is the reason for this because like they yeah. they can't make PS5s fast enough to yeah. to to sell to everybody. Um, so like those 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 parts that they need, they're not getting any cheaper. And unlike yeah. you know like current all the generations where you know years go by and then those resources become easier to get, they're not getting easier. They're getting harder to get. So like it's it sucks that this is where if, we're at. No, if it wasn't for Fanny. I would probably not have a PS5 right now. Mm-hmm. I would probably still be playing with a PS4 because I told my because my mindset going into this year was after my Europe trip, I will start saving and working my way to to buy a PS5. And if this price hike affected America, I don't know if I actually would get to get a PS5. Maybe I get a PS5 when the PS5 Pro, or if this is just me speculating. Yeah, it's, if, it's, if, it's yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like if a PS5 Pro becomes available. And then they drop the price heck of a standard PS5. I just probably get just say screw it. I'm just gonna get the regular PS5 then. 
So uh, I think that the other interesting thing is like, you know, with with the pandemic and the way that it was happening is there was a lot of encouragement like, hey, if you've got your PS4, or you want to go buy a PS4 right now. That's totally great. Like, this is a totally great time to do that. Yeah. Go do it. We 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 are going to cater to you. And I feel like this is the first motion of like, we're not going to do that anymore. Like, we're, we're, we're about to stop catering to you. Also, like, bump up that price. That's the, that's uh, the double E shitty thing is yes. like, I, I am, I'm a futurist. I'm always like, you need to progress. You need to advance technology or else we'll never get better. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of that. But also, if you can't buy the console, you can't leave the people who are in the past. You can't leave them behind if they can't buy the console. Yes. That's just not fair. Uh, so Sony attributes its struggles with, with the price hike to a variety of factors. The inflation is the first and biggest one, but also adverse currency trends in quotations, whatever that means. And macro, scalpers, maybe and macroeconomic pressures that have begun to affect video game spending and industry growth. Uh, they also highlight Sony's stock is down uh, more than 30 percent this year compared to the previous year. Damn, God of War's about to come out, though. <laughs> uh, their year-over-year decline in software sales of 26%. Again, compared to 2020 and 2021, when everybody was buying a console, A, because the PS5 just came yeah. out, but also because they were at home and they were buying a lot of PS4s. And the PS4s are factoring into this number. Mm-hmm. They aren't just looking at the software sales of PS5s. They are looking at the software sales of PS4s and saying, why aren't we selling as many consoles, PS4 included, as we were last year? And the answer is obviously uh an inflation <laughs> and yeah. people going back to work yeah um yeah. so that's that's a lot of why this is shitty anyway that's and, that and, uh weird news item and console generations like every console generation get last longer and longer they used to last like five years before you get a new console now we're we're going up to 10 like the ps the like the the ps4 is going to be 10 years old and like in two years and like yeah. they're still releasing games for it, and uh, still a good console. And it absolutely, it, absolutely. Um, and we are at the point in technology now where a good-looking PS4 game is still like is like looks incredible, right? Because yeah. like like yeah. Last of Us Remastered, like that, or Last of Us Two, that is a or Red Dead Redemption Two. There are still incredible-looking games right. uh, 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 that is haven't haven't been transferred yet. So like the original God of War, the original God of War. Oh, all, every God of War came out like very very bef- like be- God of War Two came out like a month before the PS3 came out. It came out on the PS2 a month before the PS3 came out, and that game is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm always someone who's looking for the future, but like in this specific stance, like if you can't get the console to the people, like don't sh- don't shit on them. Don't not release a Gotham Knights on PS4, uh, like because I mean now look at the state. Yeah, of the it, game, just, it just feels like kind of a a shitty way to engage with the consumer market that wants to support you at a time when it's difficult for all consumers around the world to support anybody because price gouging is going on everywhere. <laughs> and I just it is. And I look at I mean, Microsoft real quick, man. I I look at Microsoft, and again, they're they're not uh, they're all proprietary. Like like Microsoft is a PC. The Xbox is a PC. It is very easy for Xbox stuff to work on the newest Xbox stuff from twenty years ago because it's the same PC. That's what Microsoft has had in the back for twenty years, uh, and they have that shit figured out. I can play old games and new games on my old Xbox, and mm-hmm. with the internet connection I have with cloud gaming, I can play that stuff. That's this shit, and it looks like a PS five game, but I have to have good internet. But like. Xbox is very forward thinking in that way. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. PlayStation, you'll get there. You'll yeah. be there one day. Yeah. Yeah. But funny enough, um, talking about, uh, I know this is, this is like a, this quarter, like the October quarter, because Sony and then Microsoft, they're kind of like going back and forth about the whole buyout of Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, which that happened. And yeah, yeah. Microsoft straight up says like, Sony, you're too big to fail. You guys are winning in the console wars. You're winning more people want a PlayStation than an Xbox. So they're, it's it's actually kind of funny to listen to look at that, but um, I had a point uh, that oh console lifespan, 
on to be perfectly honest with you, Ryan, I'm actually glad that consoles, their lifespans are longer because mm-hmm. to be perfectly, perfectly honest with you, we are at, I feel like the, the performance for consoles is as high as it's going to get for a good long while. Like, if you look at the jump from, like, say, 16-bit to 32-bit from of the course. NES to the N64, it's, that was that was a leap. That was a leap. And there are times where I'm looking at PS5. So, I mean, yes, there are times where, like, it looks a little crisper, it looks a little cleaner. But other than that, I see really no difference. See, here's the thing, Ben. It's not, it's not about graphics. It's not just about graphics. It's about processing power. It's about how much you can how much you can put on screen. It doesn't it doesn't matter like the best PS4 graphically looking game is not considerably less than what the PS5 looks like. It's how much you can do with it. It's how much you can put on screen. The reason Gotham Knights looks looks like shit is because it's trying to do so much and like on the PS4 it can't even run. That's why Cyberpunk couldn't even run. It's trying to do so much. You cannot you cannot play Cyberpunk on a on a PS4. There is not enough memory, there's not enough RAM, there's not enough data for it to try to do what it's trying to do. Right. So like graphics well graphics might be at the pinnacle we can always be higher i play a lot of pc strategy games where there are thousands of units on screen at once you're telling me that in the future that's not gonna look better nah baby in the future that's gonna be the future where every one of those mini units looks like a 4k unit where there are thousands of units on screen and it looks like I'm watching a Spider-Man movie. That's the future. It's not just about how good the game looks, it's about how much processing power it is. Because I play War Total Warhammer and my computer cannot run it because my computer is old. And like it chugs, but with like better processing power, it looks like there's a thousand Spider-Mans on screen, like beautifully animated. Like the future, in terms of games, it could always be better. It will always be better because it's not just about how it looks. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, as a last note on like this whole PlayStation situation, just kind of a, a I this does have me not concerned. That's not the word I want, but um, just uh, curious, I guess, that uh, how Sony's going to handle their earnings from the end of this year with them having added the their version of Game Pass and whether they think that's uh, kind of filled the hole that they're seeing in their in their rate earnings decline or also. Not. To add to that, uh, there are a couple games coming out this year at the end of this year that are their, the biggest games that they will ever release that right. we'll be talking about. So yes. like this year, their their earnings might not be as hot. That's because they haven't released the biggest game of the decade. Right. <laughs> like, they are they are banking on that for sure. Yeah, that, that's even mentioned in like the, the articles discussing their yeah, yeah. call that they are banking on like the, the holiday season and the sales of the games that they are anticipating to release. But um, I do think like just like anywhere that is making their own streaming service at this point, mm-hmm. um, or looking at the sales of Game Pass, they are wondering, did we, did we like, did we hand over fist increase profits for the, what we felt we put out? I don't want to say work. (laughs) What we felt we put out as a product for that uh, Game Pass equivalent of what they're doing. And um, to me, I won't, uh, I don't get it. I won't be getting it because there's nothing there that I find is worth the price that they are charging. The thing about, the thing that kind of bites them in the ass, like, PlayStation, like they're known for like Xbox has exclusives, right? But like PlayStation, like they are the exclusive console, right? Uh, they want you to buy those buy those games, right? So if you're a PlayStation person, you probably already have bought those games. You own the Uncharted games. You own uh, uh, The Last of Us, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like I own all these games that they're trying to give me for free through the subscription service. Right. Like it's, it's, it's I own half the games like, oh, oh, I get Spider-Man if I pay 20 extra dollars a month. Bro, I've had Spider-Man. For I think years. it's I think it's I think it is in some ways a um, new generation trap. Mm-hmm. You know, those who are 
uh, maybe just cresting into high school or that kind of thing. Get these consoles; they, oh, they are in gamer. on the new games. And so, like, you're a new, you're a new gamer. Yeah, Here's yeah. an easy way for you to get an experience with all these classics and things like that. It does make sense that that's and they yeah. grow up in the streaming service. They grow up in this being the way that you consume content and engage with it. I think that is the audience they're gravitating towards. I just don't know that that audience is large enough or financially uh, available enough to be meeting them where they want them to yeah it's it's a thing where like like the playstation because you're right it's not for us who have had playstations yeah like for decades playstation fans like when the new uncharted comes out like like uncharted is like the highest selling game of the year right so like most people haven't played uncharted by the time it will hit the streaming service because that's the playstation ecosystem it's like we're about exclusives right like xbox like everybody plays halo everybody loves halo anybody can play halo not everybody can play uncharted right right well, now it's coming to PC. Until, yeah, until it comes to Steam, yeah. Uh, Sony's yeah. being real good about that. Those Spider-Man mods are so good. I There's a part of me that hopefully wants, like, very optimistically wants to believe that this is how we actually get, like, our old PlayStation games back, is that they don't try to run it on the PlayStation 5 anymore, but they do make it available for computers. Yeah, These yeah. old exclusive titles that... And then, because then people can make them actually run the way they're supposed to. They can look good. They can run on a computer completely That's fine. That's the biggest thing, too, is like, because, again, Xbox, it's like its own ecosystem. Like, old games run better than they used to run. PS5, like, those games run like shit. Right. And yeah. I'm like, how, how, does, how, how is this a world we live in where the games run worse than they used to? I'm optimistic that that could happen, because, like, two years ago, we would have said that Sony never would have let any of their games go to a PC. That's true. And now here we are, and they have. It's and true. so, like, maybe, maybe one day. Hopefully, I think uh, that they. I think that they see more. They will ultimately see more potential in the sales of selling those games on a PC market than Nintendo seems to in making their old titles available. I think Sony's more fiscally aware than Nintendo is in that regard. Oh, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if that's ultimately where we go. Yeah, and I will say one other thing. I am that very small percentage of people who never played Uncharted who ne who doesn't have The Last of Us until like got it for free on playstation that i download mm -hmm. for free and i am that one person who's like i mean i probably will keep up with the higher tier of playstation plus because i was even looking through the library the other day and i was like man there's a lot of pretty damn good titles on here that i have not experienced yeah and even though i do have the, i did download the uncharted games for free and for me just having that available in my library is like cool but at the same time, I feel like I'm also going through like the Netflix effect where you just constantly scroll. It's like, oh, I have nothing. It's like, what do I want to watch? And you have the giant abundance of choice and it overwhelms you. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was when, and even the same with Nintendo too. Uh, even with their, um, with the NSO, there is a giant, or not a giant, but there is an abundance of choice. And it's like, oh God, what do Dude, I do? Game Pass, like I... The, I, oh my God, the yeah. amount of games I play, <laughs> yeah. guys, the amount of games I play and I don't talk about, like I play, I'll play a new game every week for like 45 minutes just because I can. Because with cloud gaming and with Xbox, now that I live right next to a router, so my internet's really good, I can pop into any game. It's instantly, it's not even downloaded. It's instantly streamed. It looks great uh, most of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes it gets a little wonky. But uh, hundreds of games, hundreds of games, the entire catalog of games you'd want, every game in a franchise you'd want, all the Halos, all the Gears, everything. And I'm just like, I'll try this. Yeah, eh, it's okay, I'll pop it off. And it's like, hey, you paid us 10 bucks a month, play as much as you want, play as little as you want. Like, it's it's the dream, man, it's so good. Yeah. And yeah, every single day, I'm not joking, I, I load it up and it's like, here's something new on Game Pass. Like every single day, I'm like, you can't, this is impossible. How does, how does this work? But it does, like it totally works. Mm -hmm. It's making it's so cool. much money. 
I have um, so well, my brother gave me his PS Vita. He gave he also had a copy of the original Gravity Rush for the PS Vita. Yeah, it's a good game. And then I check, I look on the PlayStation Store, and because I have the highest tier, it's like Gravity Rush Remastered for the PS Five. Do you want to download it? I'm like, sure, why not? I just hit download, and it's on my hard drive, ready to go. And I'm like, this is cool. So this is great. Uh, we don't have actual real numbers, but Sony has released a lot of their big games on PC. Um, Horizon has sold almost 3 million copies on PC, which is insane. Spider-Man was the highest-selling game on Steam for a little bit. Uh, that's a four-year-old game. God of War was the highest-selling game for a month on Steam. Uh, so, like, they're making their money. Yeah, they, they be, are. They're making their money. It's like, I guess it's not, must, it's not enough for them. They most certainly are. But honestly, Sony, you're not going to make me spend $70 to buy Horizon Zero Dawn again because I got that for free during the State of Play, and I'm totally okay that with is. With it's for I'm totally fine with the PS4 edition being on my PS5. I, I yeah, I I didn't I I do not want to believe that rumor, but I also didn't believe the Last of Us rumor, and that's very real. So yeah. like this one is because <laughs> there's a TV show coming out. Netflix is making a Horizon yeah. TV show, a big budget show, and they want mm -hmm. they want that thing to coincide with the game. And they're like, hey, we'll remake that game we just made. We'll spend millions right. of dollars. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, even with these exclusives. And I have both Horizon and The Last of Us for free. Mm -hmm. I got them for free through the PlayStation. You don't want to you don't want to spend seventy dollars, man. No, and also I haven't even touched them. I haven't played them. And people keep telling me it's like how great. It's like yeah, I'll probably play Horizon eventually. But then I look over to my shelf and go, but Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. I'm, I'm, and I'm like, that's basically been football. all year. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, it has been me all year. The only game, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But it's like, really, oh, but Elden Ring, and then it's like oh, but. Cult of the Lamb. Man. Really, really want Darth Vader in Fortnite, but Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so are we done with talking? Yes, done yes, I'm done with that news item. I, that was a good conversation. Though. That was Thanks, a lovely conversation. All right, Ryan, what news item do you have? So uh, if if you actually, if you can go, Ben, because my news item leads directly into what I've been playing. Because I'm, okay, I, I, I'm uh, spoilers. I'm going to be talking about Cyberpunk and then uh, every announcement they made. So that will lead into okay. the news. Okay, I, I have two things, but the first one, the uh, one item is at the very beginning of the quarter, and then the second is at the very is near the end of it. So I'll Great. do the first one. Uh, first one is kind of is more of a, is more of kinda, is like me just looking and going, really, and also just like munching on popcorn and waiting to watch him burn. And that's the first ever NFT console. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you put this in the news. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Nintendo Life, and this came out way back in, actually, on the Fourth of July. Funny enough, and it's a uh, Polium. The console is called Polium, which is a Web three company is has an idea of a console, and the logo of the console already got a huge backlash because it's very um, GameCube esque, mm -hmm. and. I think that this, and they're calling the console the Polium One, a multi-chain console for Web3 gaming. And guys, this thing is probably going to crash and burn. Oh yeah, well, it's, a, it's it's wild because when I it looks like an ooya. <laughs> when I woke up this morning, um, I saw the news going around that WB Warner Brothers has announced that they're releasing the Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring as all all as NFTs. Oh, did you see uh, this to part start there? to start their NFT movie verse. Oh. And the thing I thought is that I'm like, I felt like four or five months ago, the general public seemed to agree that, you know what, we've all come around and realized that this was bullshit. Yep. And companies haven't caught up yet. Nope. And so like, they're still behind and still thinking they're catering to a market that I don't think exists actually anymore. Um, yeah. 
And it's good. Yes, I agree with you, Ben. I think this will crash and burn. I think every other NFT thing going forward is probably going to crash and burn because at this point, it's all the people who know it's a scam trying to make profit off the fact that they know it's a scam yeah, and uh, and people aren't falling for it. Anymore. I'm on their website and uh, it's not going to be ready to launch until maybe 2024. <laughs> so it's a scam. That thing will die. That's a scam. Yeah, that thing's going to die on the vine. Um not only that, because even when this first came out, they're saying in order to have this console, you have to have a cryptocurrency wallet. Nope. You can use you could use cryptocurrencies and all this other stuff. But anytime, and I have, and pretty much this is the year of me learning about NFTs, me hating on NFTs, and me swearing to the heavens that if you do anything with NFTs, I am either going to block you or I'm never going to respond on Twitter at all because I hate NFTs with a burning passion. And while other people are realizing, hey, NFTs are not good. Like, look at Ubisoft. Ubisoft had this huge push of NFTs, and that crashed and burned hardcore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Konami also was trying to do NFTs. The, Konami's freaking Castlevania anniversary was like, oh, we're going to do NFTs. People were like, NFT bad. But then some dumb idiots bought a few. And so, like, but we made money. It's like, but did you, though? Uh, there's a, on Twitter, there was a, um, there was a video of, of a Web3 video game, a Web3 game. Uh, it's like, uh, and it just looks like like the most generic first person shooter of all time. And the people in the t- in the comments were like, "Man, if all the Web three games look like this, and the future is real." And everyone's just like, "Bro, this looks like shit." The, <laughs> that's that's the that's the place where you go to play the games that they clearly like made for like ten seconds in a movie or TV show yeah, where yeah. they can't license any real games, so they just made a quick thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's if you want to play those kinds of games, that's where it reminds you're me go. of of Breaking Bad. And they were playing a game with like a motion controller that didn't have motion controls. And I'm just like, real gamers. Yeah. <laughs> Pro yeah. gamers. Uh, no. I always I, I always think about real quick. Sorry, Ben. I always think about how like uh, on the the Warner Brothers um, show, the OC, uh, uh, two of the guys would constantly be playing Dynasty Warriors. But every once in a while, they would show the split screen gameplay, but only one of them would be playing. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Pro it's gamers. not that hard. Pro gamers. <laughs> Programmers. Uh, but not only that, just like continuing on with my rant, uh, like Square Enix, thank God Final Fantasy 15, 16, so far, as far as we know, has nothing to do with NFTs. Oh, but, yeah, no. But because the head of the company, because that New Year's letter is still ringing in my ears about <laughs> the CEO saying, like, no, we're going to do more forward the blockchain because NFTs are good. If you were to buy a Final Fantasy 7 figurine, there's, I think, a few figurines that Square is making to celebrate Final Fantasy 7's 25th anniversary. You buy one of those figurines, they automatically come with a code for you to get an NFT right off the bat. And I hate that. Yeah. And it's like, it's still there. It's like, people want these figurines. These are some gorgeous figurines. Square actually put in the effort to make these things as beautiful and as gorgeous as they humanly possibly can. But God damn it, there's no option to not get the stupid NFT. So it's like, I want this figure, but I don't want to support the NFT portion of it. Also, it's, bullshit. it's it's not a real figure. It's a digital figure. Mm-hmm. So, so again, it's not like, ooh, I'm no, going to look at this 3D figure. You And here's the thing. You get the physical figurine. Oh, you do? You get an, yeah, you get a physical oh. thing. You, that, that's yeah, it's, one of, the, it's one of the things where physical. they think, sorry, Ben, I, I'm stepping on your point. You go ahead. Now, that's the problem with it. You buy something physical, tangible, real. You like it's kind of like if I were to get my like my low poly chase figure of Cloud in the dress from the first disc of. I FF7. just did that. I just did that in FF7 remake. I fought a I fought a haunted house too. 
I know, pretty cool, right? Yeah. But that's beside the point. It's like if I were to buy this. This is a blind box figurine, and this came with the NFT of this thing. It's like, why do I need the fucking NFT of this when I actually have the physical, tangible object that could sit on my desk and look pretty for all? Well, see, see, Ben. The thing about non fungible tokens is it's art that you that you own through the blockchain. You see. Um, I normally we don't try to swear on Pazanio, but I'm throwing that to the wind. Uh, get fucked. No, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> NFTs have. They're going to keep trying. It's not going to work. The Fellowship of the Ring one is... The, sorry, I know it's not game-related, but the Fellowship of the Ring one I saw this morning really confused me because I'm like, you can't own that, so how does that work? I I, 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 I think it's going to be like scenes. Like, they're dropping scene by yes, scene. They're dropping They're dropping the entire movie yeah, yeah, in yeah. pieces. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're going to spend $10,000. You can own the digital verification of that scene online. You can. I guess. That's not real, though. But, but no. no, but... For Warner Brothers and the people buying it through them, it is. Yeah, sure. I actually own an actual scene from Lord of the Rings digitally online. <laughs> and I'm sorry, uh, but I have the um, Blu-ray extended edition in my room. We got the 4K. I've got, we got the 4K. I was going to say, I've got the 4K and... Something that does make sense is when I bought the 4K, I also got the digital codes for the 4K. So yeah. I have both those things and the NFTs won't stop it. This is the thing where like, I don't, especially with video game stuff, I'm like, this is, makes no goddamn sense. I, I don't know if Zaslav, Zaslav was involved with the Warner Brothers Lord of the Rings thing, but it feels like it. Here's the thing. I will like say, it. I will say if any market made sense for NFTs, it was the video game market. I did understand to some extent the idea that you could purchase. I wouldn't do it. I don't like it. But I did understand the idea that Oh, let's say in Fortnite, I could purchase. I'm just using that as an example. They didn't do it. Thank God. I don't think they ever will. Um, but I could purchase an NFT that gave me a cosmetic that was singularly mine. Yeah. It's a special thing for me. Yeah. When I play the game, that thing shows up. I understand that concept, at least. Yeah. That feels like something that's actually tangibly engaging with. I don't want them to do that, but I at least get it. And the market makes sense for that. But there's been so little use of that that makes any good sense that the whole thing just needs to fall apart. I hate it. I know it. This all the second this NFT console was announced, I I feel that because I was because you guys know, I also listen to the completely unnecessary podcast. I also listen to a few other shows where this console came up and they were and it was talked about. And it's just laughable. And just even looking at other, like, I understand making a console is hard. And for those people, for those creators who do want to make a video game console, who do want to do certain things with it, they, hey, I think this would be a great way to play. I say go for it. But then when you do shit like NFTs or looking at the Amico, because that thing is, is definitely dead in the water. If you just like go out and just like attack people criticizing your console and still constantly have to make up excuses of why the thing isn't uh, released yet. It's just like, you're just in the market to try and steal as much money as humanly possible yeah. under the guise of either hardcore nostalgia trap for a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche, Amico, or you're just trying to top on like the new thing. When I want to say when this was released a few weeks prior, the crypto market crashed like 90%. Yep. Agree. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. At the same time, it's not even physically, it's not financially feasible or financially responsible to even go through with a console like this. Well, especially when majority of the market, a majority of video gamers today, you tell them what an NFT is, their response is, oh, hell no. And maybe you get a few people, a few whales, if you will. Yes. Whale, that's what it is. Of, like the one person to like 
throw thousands of dollars. That's how a bunch of these free to play mobile games stay afloat is because you get that one person who is willing to spend tens of thousands of dollars to get that to be the top tier character. But even then, that well is going to dry up, especially it's 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 dumb. It's really dumb. It's stupid. And then you hit you hit the nail on the head right there. It's especially especially with these NFT type games. They don't need a million players. They need three whales who will pay fifty thousand dollars for one yeah. NFT. That's they. This is like the ultimate scam. This is the ultimate mm-hmm. scam because like they do the promise of what Sparks said of like, oh, I get my own in-game thing that owns that it's mine, but it's not really. And you're spending a house worth of money, a car's worth right. of money yeah. to own it when you don't really own it. Um, I I never on here but on our regular podcast i've talked about anime called odd taxi Mm -hmm. which i highly encourage anybody to watch but i'm going to tell you a little thing about odd taxi real quick there's a bit character in it who like has almost an entire episode devoted to like his story and his story is basically that he kind of was like a loner character um and a new like mobile game came out which is like a matching animals kind of game but you unlock specific animals but like you can pay to unlock specific animals well he really wanted one just one it's like a shiny hippo kind of thing and he threw he literally becomes homeless like (laughs) like that's ultimately his arc it's like he gets so obsessed with the gambling of this game and like there's a tragic like family backstory to like why it's so important to him and all this kind of stuff which is actually really good but but like he he literally becomes homeless um and it's it's just such a powerful little framed representation of like how pervasively disgustingly predatory these systems are mm-hmm. um highly recommend watching for that <laughs> to add another thing to that sparks what you just said reminded me of the time when i was really into disney emoji bullets and sure. i right and i paid if i paid five dollars to try and get the sora emoji but instead yes. ended up with the aqua one yeah. yes exactly up, exactly exactly yeah, because you, they, they gave you they gave you that that so that one was really sneaky. <laughs> Disney Emoji Blitz is really sneaky, and here's the reason why, Ryan. In case you don't know, I don't. Disney Emoji Blitz. The reason why it really gets you is because any character that you unlock in the game, you can use their emojis in your conversations in your texts. So if you get the character, you can use them in your text conversations. That would I would have played that game all right. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like so game. like Ben. And myself, we yeah, both yeah. did this, yeah, yeah. tried to get Sora because and then they add like Halloween Sora and things like that. Because if you get him, you can put him in your text. That would have ruined me. That yes. would have ruined it's, me. It's, it's a very, very sneaky. But like at least that made it like more worthwhile. Right. Because like you're like, oh, it, it's it's giving me something even more than just what the game gives me. It's and giving me something it. to. Yes. It's to an actual use product. To yes, use. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very, very crafty. Like between a text thread between the two of us, I just sent you the sorcerer Mickey emoji that I actually worked for because mm-hmm. there, there is <laughs> yeah. a way where you can get these emojis where yep. you don't have to constantly pay for it because there is a way, but it takes time. It takes a lot. Of effort. Yes. Yes. Thankfully with Sora, I was able to do it. And of course, right, I think we were actually sparks. We were driving in me and Fanny were in your car driving home. When I finally earned it, I very clearly yeah. remember because it was either Sorcerer Mickey or King Triton, and Fanny, of course, had to do this thing of like, "Hey, what if like right before I push the redeem button?" Because I didn't pay any money for a Sorcerer Mickey. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I'm happy I earned that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fanny, of course, looks at me and says, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if you get Triton instead?" Yeah. And <laughs> video, Don't you put that name on me, Ricky Bobby? This is 
you know, this is this is like uh, we we talk about it all the time um, in all kinds of places, like the way that these systems are evolving and how they're, uh, you know, Fortnite and other kinds of games, how they try to get you to spend money and, and like where the line is. And um, one of the things we'll praise multiverses, I think, forever for is that like I never have to pay to unlock a character, yeah. not a character. I have to pay to unlock a lot of other things, but never a character. Characters are always available to be unlocked just by playing the game. And it's not hard. It is not hard to earn the characters in the game. And I don't think enough of these uh, services or games or spe especially mobile games make the path of earning reasonable. Yeah, I think Mirrorverse, which is another game I'll, I'll touch on. Mirrorverse is actually very good at the earning. Um, I don't feel like I need to pay anything. I've never paid anything for Mirrorverse. Yeah, same. And uh, mm -hmm. I've earned most of the characters at this point yeah. just by playing the game. And that, yeah, that still yeah. plays really well. And so I think, you know, hopefully that line continues to fine tune over time. But like uh, the, 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 the line between that and gambling and, and how easy mm -hmm. it is to fall into it, especially for younger audiences who don't know better, is really always has been really. Sticky. Ooh. Yeah, I would say with games, even with other live service games like uh, Fortnite, um, if you, you do have to pay to get the good stuff, like the really good characters, but there are a bunch of free things that are just given to you right out the gate. And I yeah. do think that's good. Um, but also those are all, but the thing about Fortnite is that there's just, they are just cosmetics. Yes. They are absolutely cosmetics. Like if you see someone with Darth Vader, you know, that person, um, yes, they had to pay to earn the right to unlock Darth Vader, but they also put in the work mm -hmm. to unlock Darth Vader. It's well, not just, oh, well, I paid X amount of dollars. Well, you can. You can just pay your way to but you're spending favorite. a lot of money <laughs> so yeah, it's not exactly. yeah 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 but but yeah, i i know what you're you saying just, you could buy yeah you could buy coins to buy levels and all that jazz but at least because last time i i used my v bucks to buy levels it the max it went was level 75 that's not the, that, yes. they don't they don't uh lock you anymore i think uh oh, they don't okay no no because I, I definitely bumped up myself when i had extra v bucks you can yeah. i think you can buy up to 100 levels yeah you can and it doesn't matter if you're doing it before uh, you've hit a hundred or because because you go after a hundred because it's bonus shit. So. Right. So I oh, think okay. you can I think you can buy up to a hundred levels and it definitely is that you can do it now past the limit of a hundred. You want to they like did they bucks. did used to cap you and you couldn't buy levels past level one hundred. Um, they have okay. since changed that because okay people were spending Man, like, money talking of yeah like just talking about free to play stuff like like I've been I've been playing so much more free to play stuff in the last couple of years. Sure. Um, not just because it's free. I mean, it's helpful. Like, I don't spend 70 bucks, but like, if you have a good model, mm -hmm. if your game is good and you have a good model that rewards me enough, I will come back to it. That's why I I, I do buy Fortnite, but like 10 bucks a month is not, is not a big deal to me. Right. Like, they're earning, how much you earn per game makes sense to me. I always feel like I'm progressing. Same with multiverses. Overwatch 2, the brand newest of the free-to-play games, bad monetization. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I am, all these games, you pay for skins. I have no problem with that. Every free-to-play game should be that model, you know? Uh, 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 you want to look cool, spend money on it. No problems with that. Uh, the, the problem is I have to play for like two months to unlock one Overwatch skin. And that's just insane. Yeah. That's just truly yeah. insane. It's, I think, yeah. I think I think that I think they Overwatch. Yeah, over, I was going to say to put a pin on Overwatch. I think Overwatch is definitely going to be a really good topic for the next quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think that uh, I think that the Fortnite's a pretty good example because like um, you can also earn skins. Mm -hmm. You can earn the V-Bucks but like you have to be really selective because you don't earn V bucks very quickly. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like that system multiverses is the same. They have a really slow. And I think like yeah. I think the earnings should be stepped up a little. I understand that they want to make their sales off skins and everything, but I don't feel like I should have to play 
you know, 150 hours to unlock a single skin. I think it should be closer to like 75. Yeah. yeah. About half the length that it takes uh, to be able to unlock a skin just by playing the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wish that they were doing that more. I think um, Knockout City is actually one that's gotten a little better about it. Uh, I think they already were pretty good about it, but to their credit, I think they've gotten better because they understand that people will still buy things, but giving them a reason to feel like they are earning something increases game engagement. I know Fall Guys just went free to play a couple months ago. Yeah. And people seem to really like that model. And again, it's the same model. You know, you have a battle pass. It's very Fortnite. It's epic now. Because yeah, epic, epic, yeah. epic owns both. So okay. every basically every game has like a free battle pass and like a paid battle pass. Uh, so like you always get stuff for free. It, it won't be as good or as often, but like it'll be there. But then the paid battle pass, whether it's five, ten bucks, that's where you play the game in Lock a Lodge. And every single game that we talked about today is done. Has right. Those and free. all these games are, are fun to play. And that's part of the thing that yeah. makes it. Uh, so easy to do. The problem is Overwatch 2, it's it's really fun to play, but like I don't feel like I'm ever earning anything ever playing it, which is the well, problem think, for a free-to-play game. Well, I think also the part problem with Overwatch 2 is is A, it's the competition of other other things that have better models mm -hmm. is out there, but it's also competing against Overwatch 1, which, which had a better which, which had a better model. Yeah. And like people were comfortable mm -hmm. with it. And like this this change is not driving with a community that was already built in. It's true. Um yeah. and that's yeah. that's really that's a hard win to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, was your other I news item, Ben? My other, I was just about to say, my other news item, because, yeah, uh, NFT consoles, that's, those suck. But my other news item was really, I just want to talk a bit about the Nintendo Direct that sure. came out in September. Um, I, I'm definitely not one of those people who's like, who's going to go out and say, oh, this Nintendo Direct was a horrible Nintendo Direct, yada, yada, yada. But I would say one of the things about, about this Direct was a lot of farming sim games hell yeah this is my direct baby <laughs> yeah there were so many farming sims like we're we have the the trailer for tears of the kingdom coming up which actually was the big air quotes uh showstopper where it's like here's the title of the the breath of the wild sequel tears of the kingdom mm -hmm. the queen yeah i'm super excited about because we're seeing a bunch of the stone art like there's zelda um other than that uh I was kind of underwhelmed with sure. the Direct as a whole, mostly because, I mean, if people like farming games, that's uh, I'm a go for it. I think I'm kind of farming gamed out. I've fallen off of Animal Crossing hardcore. Um, I want to say Cult of the Lamb was a nice, it was like a nice like 50-50 mix of yeah. land management. And we'll get into that, rogue -like yeah. And rogue we'll get into it, of course. But other than that, it's just like, eh. Ooh, I hear... I haven't engaged with it at all, but I hear a lot of people like the uh, Dreamlight, the Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yeah, that's for oh, a yeah. that's on Xbox Game Pass, baby. I hear that's been mm -hmm. received really well. Uh, I started playing a game this week called Rune Factory 4, and we mm. see a trailer in this Nintendo Direct for Rune Factory 5, and that is a Harvest Moon farm simulator, but it's also a town dungeon uh, uh, dating simulator RPG. It's kind of the perfect game for me. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, there, Ben, you're right. There are way too many uh, farming simulators. Here is one of them. Yeah. There are way too many yeah. farming simulators in this, but you know what? Mm. Um, a lot of fans of farming simulators do you in the think world, it's, yeah. Do you think in some ways this is also the Switch kind of playing to what its hardware is capable of at this moment in time? That definitely helps. And not, not mm. uh, stretching too far beyond it. Like, this is just where they kind of went, well, this is a lot of what works right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the Switch, great system. 
it still definitely it's like two GameCubes put together. Getting uh, getting getting outdated quickly by technology. And again, Nintendo has always been not always, that's not true. They they were they were innovators in the beginning, but like the past couple of console generations, they're definitely like graphics are not our 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 forte. And that's fine. Like uh gameplay is always more important than anything. Um mm-hmm. but you know, after a while I'd like I'd like something to look really good on a Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. I, mean, I will say though, because I did completely forget that there were some there were some great announcements. Oh. Like if you go back a little bit, um, I'm, this is Rune Factory Five, but I'm talking about Octopath Traveler Two. Yeah, yeah, this looks great. I love this. I haven't played the original Octopath Traveler. I haven't played Triangle Strategy yet, but I love the HD 2D style where you have no, 16 really good. style sprites with a re with um, more realistic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just looks absolutely stunning because it's very reminiscent of the SNES and Gen RPGs. Because I I love sprite work. I love when sprite work is made to look absolutely stunning and gorgeous. So I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm all for this. I agree. It does look very good. I like the look of this a lot. And I think that, uh, you know, it's it's not a knock on the game itself. It's just they are playing in the wheelhouse of what the Switch excels at. And something like that mm-hmm. is something the Switch excels at. I just realized that the basement, uh, the basement arcade logo makes it look like there's a stand for the TV we're watching. <laughs> oh, so, oh, it's oh. so good. <laughs> Just, oh, it's so good uh, visual uh, audio listeners it's okay yeah. oh yeah but I've, i completely forgot but i never played the pikmin games but pikmin 4 was announced i um, love no pikmin fans. i i don't know if i sh- i never tried pikmin i don't know what pikmin is all i remember is that back in the gamecube era people were going nuts for pikmin and then when pikmin 3 came out people were also like yay pikmin 3 and i'm just like i just so, know these dudes as little characters from a, a nintendo franchise that i'm not 100 aware of but I do know that there are avid fans for this game, and I am just happy that they're getting into this. Let me tell you real quick about Pikmin. Pikmin, you play Captain Olimar, and you get you get lost on a uh, you're an explorer, and you get trapped on an alien planet. You are a very very tiny man. You might have landed on a post apocalyptic Earth. Who knows? It's post apocalyptic Earth because of what you're dealing with. But like, you find Pikmin, and you have red Pikmin, blue Pikmin, yellow Pikmin, red or fire, blue or water, yellow or electricity, and it's a puzzle game. So you collect Pikmin, and you're like, oh, I need to charge a battery. I need ten yellow Pikmin to charge that battery. So you go and find them. You fight monsters. You collect them. It's like Lemmings. You ever play the Lemmings game where those they all die? I played Lemmings Paintball, but not, actually no, I have played the original Lemmings. Yeah. You know what it's about? They all die. Pikmin die really easily, but it's a big puzzle mm-hmm. game about collecting little plant people and using their elemental powers to to complete puzzles it's a great okay. great franchise love the franchise uh i'm glad for four is coming out also just dance is back <laughs> yeah I, I don't care about just dance i'm sorry but me neither uh, I, will, I, I will say like yeah yay pick yay to pikmin 4 but oh, also yeah. like every time i see pikmin i think of myself like the few times i've gotten olimar as when i'm doing like all rando characters in smash bros olimar is my least yeah, favorite character great. i I do not. Uh, I am so bad at Olimar, but also uh, Kirby. Yay! A new, another game, uh, another Kirby game coming to Switch. I'm That's not quick. mad about it. That was very quick. Kirby's having a good year. Look good at for them. them. Well, this this is 30th anniversary, so oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Nintendo sense. is definitely trying to push a lot of Kirby stuff. But I'm always down for more Kirby. Hell yeah! Actually, fun fact: when I was over at um, uh, Portland for the gaming expo. I was thinking, oh, I could probably pick up Kirby Planet Robobot and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for the Nintendo 3DS. Epic Yarn. Yeah, but here's the thing: those new those Kirby games are expensive. Epic Yard was like two hundred. Well, not two hundred. That was way too much. It was like a hundred and fifty dollars. Was that on the Wii oh, U? No, it was on the 3DS. Oh, it was 3D. Wait, Epic Yard? 
Yeah, e- extra epic yarn. So oh, extra. Oh, one, gotcha. Yeah, so the I think epic yarn was on the Wii U, but yeah, then yeah. extra epic yarn was on the 3DS because you know no one bought a, a Wii U, but everyone bought a 3D. Well, okay, not everyone, but more people bought a 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Nobody so, bought a Wii U. That's a shame. Yeah. So I'm what? looking at. I, I was looking at all these all these Kirby games. I'm like, why is Kirby so expensive now? But yeah, I mean, a new Kirby <laughs> game for the Switch. Um, everybody's everybody's sitting here making fun of the wii u but you watch this is how we're gonna let ben play the metroid prime trilogy for basement arcade nah bro i promise you that game's coming out on switch soon that 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 rumor is so hot hot it it might be might as well be melting my feet (laughs) yeah but will it run better on the wii u (laughs) 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 oh nintendo Nintendo. (laughs) rude that's so rude um but yeah i mean all in all I was, I mean, there were some great announcements like with the games we just talked about, but yeah, it seemed like every other announcement was a farming sim. Once again, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just like, man, so many farming sims. I'm oh, kind of done. This one I'm excited about because I love a good strategy. Oh, hell yeah. Mech game, hell front yeah. mission. Mm. Uh, oh, I never yeah. played the original, but I will play a remake of this game. Hell yeah, baby. Nice. Me too. Uh, because uh, you were, you, you were scanning through and I saw Bayonetta 3, just wanted to touch on that, like, oh, uh, what a mess. The, the that voice situation. actor, he said, she said situation. It's only gotten worse, which is really yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, really rough. Um, big bummer. Uh, I'm inclined to feel like voice actors are mistreated in general in the industry anyway. It's so. no, it's true. Yeah. It, uh, real uh, shame. Yeah. Uh, I've only played the first Bayonetta, uh, but Bayonetta 1 is a classic. And Bayonetta 2 got a 10 out of 10 from IGN. When it, and also Wii U exclusive. So not a lot of people have played that game, but it came to Switch. And, <laughs> and then it moved to Switch and it still sold a lot and a lot, a lot of copies were sold. Oh yeah, Bayonetta so, is one of like the most like, like one of the highest profile JRPGs yeah. uh, 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 that that that. That's it's come out and like it's been so long since two yeah. and so many people were high for three and then this. So for happened. our audience that might not know, uh, what happened is the Bayonetta voice actor um, said that she wants people to boycott the game because they offered her an extraordinarily low sum uh, for the recording session. Now after she said this, uh, what she said is that they offered four thousand dollars total for her recordings for Bayonetta, which is obscene. Yeah. Um, and the they came back and said no. What we offered was five sessions, $4,000 each, and she demanded six figures. And I find that incredibly hard to believe it's, that it's, she demanded six figures. It, it's, a, it's a lot of hearsay. There's a lot of back and forth from multiple people saying different things. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, uh, voice actors in the industry are underpaid, even yes. if whether she was paid 4000 or 20000 that's still not enough money no. as, as a lead in a video game in one of the biggest franchises of all time. Yes. Um, Coming back for the third entry. Yeah. Now, and whether whether or not she wanted she wanted too much money, it, it, it like that might have been the case. But the fact is, like, she was being underpaid. Like, I don't think this would have happened unless she was being paid what she deserved. Right. Um. So like it's a shitty situation and then like the the guy who made the game came out and saying this was all bullshit <laughs> don't listen to anybody and like i don't even know who to believe because you're also like a known asshole I yes right like he's uh, a huge known asshole so, so like, like it's uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a big bummer but if anything this is sound weird it's almost better that there's shit coming on both sides because then i don't feel as bad like playing the game in the future because <laughs> like everyone seems to be going through drama i'm like i wanted to support the people who made the game like come on yeah Yeah. the the drama on twitter when this first came out was big and then there's a lot of people essentially going after the game director who was also on twitter turned out to be a very he got he got he got uh suspended from twitter because he blocked too many people too fast that's a that's something that can happen because he got he went on a blocking rampage (laughs) oh no because he actually 
posted something that said that if you don't speak Japanese, do not comment because I will block you immediately. Yeah, and then and, and then the entire world said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, so there, I mean, a whole lot of things going back and forth, and then of course the news came out that but you see, I I never played the Bayonetta games. I actually I only have Bayonetta one for my PS3 because thanks to our friend of the show Grayson. He was giving away a bunch of PS3 games. That's how I. That's I how I played wanted it. it. So yep. I'm like, okay, yoink. Ben, you would love. Do you would love Bayonetta? That is I'm such a awesome hardcore. It's very much your shit. Very cool game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I should probably. I've only I played it. the first one. It's a good one. Yeah, I've only played the first one. I've seen the second one, thankfully, around in stores, because originally I wanted to get the Switch version that came with Bayonetta One and Bayonetta Two, but I think that one is either gone to the wind or just way too expensive on eBay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I haven't played Bayonetta yet, and I'm just like kind of, it's like it's definitely on my list to play because I do want to try it at least. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll probably just I don't know, a lot of games when I'm ever gonna get to it. But yeah, a, a lot, lot of games, games in the world. Back, yeah, backlog is real, but yeah. So Nintendo Direct, to put a pin in it, there was some good stuff, but there was a lot of really more of this kind of thing. So, I, w- I would say kind of decent, but yeah, the Breath of or the Kingdom. I'm hyped. You know I'm hyped. I'm yeah. ready. Give it to Absolutely. me. It, ki- it killed the it killed the queen. <laughs> the hype the hype she was like, there's a new trailer. <laughs> My queen. And then of Tears course of the she's, kingdom. <laughs> she's and of course she's right behind you, Ryan. Hello. A little postcard I got you when I was in England. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that was my new those are my news items. Great. Lovely. Well, I will move on to my news item, which will also take us into what we've been playing but um i have been playing cyberpunk 2077 or let's say i i beat cyberpunk 2077 a couple weeks ago but i put about 60 hours into it um but before i talk about my experience with that uh i want to talk about the news that that shocked a lot of people because uh if you're in the games world you know cyberpunk came out two years ago uh one of the biggest disasters the biggest launch disasters of all time yeah. uh that game was almost unplayable on modern systems completely unrunnable on previous systems um and it's just like for a company that put out the three witcher games which are some of the best role-playing games of all time they had a perfect track record for this to happen was a big blow to not just them but to to its fans to the audience it was they had to issue refunds they yeah they not only issued refunds but playstation took the game off the store you weren't even allowed to buy it it was that bad yeah. right Two years later, uh, massive updates, uh, uh, years of work. Uh, they got an expansion coming out soon. Uh, I think that game's incredible. I think it's one. I think it is just like The Witcher Three, one of the greatest role playing games of all time. It is. It is such an, a rich adventure that, like, now that we're here, it's almost I. I can't fault them for trying to push the envelope so hard at the beginning because the game should have been delayed. But like the end product is something that I just have never seen in a video game before. It's so dense. You've only seen it for like two minutes, but yeah. like how dense the world is, how lived in, how rich, how big and how emotional the characters are, how it just everything. It feels like an HBO show, just like living in this world. It's so beautiful. But the news about CD Projekt Red, they have announced six new games. They announced six games uh, uh, in their little in their little announcement. There's going to be three new Witcher games, uh, a new IP uh uh sorry five games three new witcher games a new ip and a cyberpunk sequel uh and a lot of people were going the fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> you can't even get cyberpunk right half the time um which i think is a little unfair because like again they didn't they didn't put out a game and left it to die they, they've been working on it hardcore for years and now it's it is in great shape right 
It's it's the No Man's Sky effect. It is the No Man's Sky, yeah. And luckily, uh, uh, that doesn't happen too often because if every game were like this, that'd be a huge disaster. But right. and uh, a strong example of why like video game delays are important and like not pushing a game out when it's not ready is important. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was announced almost a decade ago. Uh, uh, they've been working on this game for so long, right? So people. When they announce that they're 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 working on five new games, people are like, "You guys are crazy! You guys are crazy! You guys are still working on Cyberpunk." They've been working on Cyberpunk for almost a decade. Do you think they want to move on? I'd want to move on. Working on the same project for a decade, the game is in such good shape now that their expansion, which is coming out in a couple months, is also almost done. That game is done. There's not much more they need to do to this game. Right. Uh, uh, and again, working on the same thing for a decade, I would lose my mind. Like, please let me work on something else. So. People are worried that they've announced five games, thinking this one studio is going to make five games. They didn't read the announcement because they're not making all these games. They are outsourcing a lot. Of, they're outsourcing a couple games, uh, and their studio has has grown in insane, like extrapolated their numbers by like double, right? So, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. They have a team. That team has now moved to Boston. In Boston, there is a new CD project red in Boston. They are working on the Cyberpunk sequel, right? So that is a one-to-one. -one. There is another team in Poland where the Witcher team is working on, right? So they're working on the next two Witcher games. That's fine. There's a third Witcher game, which is being made by another developer. And then the and then the new IP is something we don't know much about. That's too early. Uh, when I hear all of that, I, I'm not worried. Because right. half the games that they announced, they're not working on. And then they yeah. have two, two separate studios working on big games. And like, look at Insomniac. Insomniac is making Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 right now. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. But, People are yeah. so, are still so uh, uh, living in the past of how bad Cyberpunk was. Like, I understand. Like, I get it. Like, people will never give that game a chance because of how bad it started. And I get that. Like, I can't, I'm not going to fault anyone who spent $70 on a broken game, right? Um, but I think it's disingenuous to look at their what they've done since then and to see how much their studio has grown. Uh, how honest they are about how they develop games, why the game took a turn. It was because of the PS4 versions, trying to make two separate versions of a game that shouldn't have been made. Right. Um, I am extremely, I'm extremely excited because one, a new Witcher game is always exciting because the Witcher rules. Uh, I think Cyberpunk is such an incredible franchise that people are now coming back to because of the anime. Uh, and having a sequel uh, where you have the groundworks laid in, 20, in Cyberpunk 2077, they can only build up and, go, and be a better product in my opinion. Because they spent so long trying to get just to the foundation of what Night City is. Now that they're there, they can just make an entirely another game and it's going to be half as easy. It's like almost like God of War Ragnarok, right? Like, they had the foundation there. So, like, I, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, you guys will eventually, hopefully one day, try Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I know, Ben, I know you'll try The Witcher for sure. Because that's getting a next-gen update next month. Um, yeah. But people online are just so anti-CD Project Red, which I get. But also, like... Y'all, you just watched the anime they helped make, right? Like, they they got it. I'm not worried. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, yeah. going, going to Cyberpunk, I'm, I haven't written Cyberpunk off. It's just like No Man's Sky. The reason why I haven't touched No Man's Sky or even Cyberpunk, to be perfectly honest, is just that they're too big of games. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. No, those are my type of games. I love big games. Yeah, where, I mean, I, I enjoy big games too, but at the same time, I have over close to 200 hours in Elden Ring and I haven't even beaten the last boss yet. Yeah. I have um a few, i have like maybe 13 15 hours in cult of the lamb so maybe possibly and i still haven't been the last boss yet mm -hmm. i got to him i just haven't beaten it yet the one who waits yeah um to me like when i see games like cyberpunk and mature like i do want to experience these games it's also a thing of like do i want to it's like what's the hook that will get me to want to play these games 
and great storylines, great gameplay, great graphics. <laughs> that, um, it really, it's just like it's another time thing. Yeah, it's another. It's just another time thing. And if I'm in, and really, if I'm just feeling it, but I would love to give Cyberpunk a try. I've had, I've had an idea of how the character I want to play in Cyberpunk, and of course, I definitely want to get The Witcher a, sh- a shot. And it's just that I know these games are very long games, and mm-hmm. part of me is also scared that I'm going to play it for a certain amount of time and be like, hey, this is awesome, and then something else pops up, and I move to that, and I never touch it again. Uh, earlier this year, in February, I started Cyberpunk. And then That's right, and did. then a little game came out called Elden Ring, and I was like, I don't know what Cyberpunk is anymore. <laughs> Cyber what? C- Cyber what you? Uh, yeah, Elden Ring definitely <laughs> took up most of my time, but um, I, I came back to Cyberpunk. It's fantastic. Love it. I'm excited for the future. Uh, that's my news. So much more CD Projekt Red. So, uh, you want to talk more about playing Cyberpunk? Sure. Let's dive into what we've been playing. Yeah. Hey, it's that game. Um, man. So, uh, I love role-playing games. Ben, I know you love role-playing games. Not that you don't, but like you're you're currently doing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast soon. So, like you're you're very much into s- stats and skills and attributes. Um, and I talked about it briefly on the Fake Nerd podcast, but. Uh, Cyberpunk is a tabletop role-playing game in the vein of Dungeons & Dragons, which has been turned into a video game. And those two go hand-in-hand. Hand. Anytime you play a role-playing game, you're putting stats into uh, into your attributes. Like, oh, do I want to be smarter? Do I want to be stronger? Stealthier? That type of game. And Cyberpunk is a game that lets you do whatever you want, however you want. Do you want to go guns blazing? Do you want to be stealthy? Do you want to be invisible? Do you want to be? Uh, do you want to use blades? Do you want to use nunchucks? Do you want to use uh, 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 throwing daggers? Uh, do you want to do it all through hacking abilities, which is what I did my last playthrough, where you don't even have to enter a room. You can look at the camera, you can hack that camera, and then you see the entire room, and you just slowly, one by one, just blow everyone's brains out with, with technology. Uh, it's a wild game. Um, the emotions are so heavy, because it's all about like living in like the worst city in the world, and how do you survive? It's with your homies. And it's a whole game about building connections, and keeping those connections and trying not to be backstabbed because money rules the world. Um, and I just, it's such a good time and it sold 20 million copies. So I know I'm not the only person loving it, um, which is really great. Um, it already sold a lot of copies before the anime came out, but the anime really helped a lot. Um, I just think it's tremendous. Uh, I think it's probably probably the best looking game on on modern consoles now um, for, for the breadth that it's doing. It is a massive open world game that also looks incredible. Uh, the, the fidelity of the characters and their animations and the way that they talk and look and their mouth movements and their eyes. The thing that gets me about video games is eyes because a lot of times they look dead. It's like the Uncanny Valley thing of video games. Cyberpunk does the rare thing of like, sometimes they look too real and it makes me unnerved. Uh, certain angles, certain shots with the lighting, I'm like, that just looks like a real person. It's kind of freaky. Um, I love it. I just absolutely love it. I love the I love the environment. I love how... How... Uh, how... Kind of like in, how do I say this? In the prequel Star Wars trilogy, it's very sleek and clean. Somehow this is able to look sleek and clean, but also show how grimy. Oh, it's Star Wars. It's perfectly Sky Wars. Like you have the upscale of Coruscant and the downscale of 1313, how disgusting it is. Like you ha- you go to the upper floors of Night City and it's sleek and it's chrome and it's all corporate. And every- everybody is like, look how cool I am. And then you go to the very bottom and it's like the worst of the worst. And they're wearing like scraps and they're all like metaled out because like that's how you live. And like... It feels like such a real environment, and I just love walking around that city. 
I love I love being stupid and it's like walking with with uh, uh, with traffic because like people stop at stoplights and, and cars stop at stoplights and it's fun just living in the world because you guys have played games like Arkham and Spider-Man where random crime happens throughout the city. That shit's happening all the time in Night City. So you'll be walking down the street and then cops will run by you. are like, oh, what's that about? And you'll go follow them and you see this big, big adventure happening. And it's just, it's a fully beautiful realized world. And that's where my monologue will stop. Cyberpunk 2077. It's a great game. Love it. Almost bug free, which is not what I could have said two years ago. I'm really happy to hear that. It makes me you talking about it makes me really want to play it. I'm sure the anime will push me over the edge. Oh, God. And especially after that anime. Um, it is. I said it before. It is a one to one. I've never watched something that is so tied to a product in my life. Like every shot. It's like I know where that is. I know where that is. I know who that is. I know what they're doing. It's it's that's really cool. It's sinking at a rate uh, unlike Pacific Rim could even handle. Have you seen that? Have you seen the commercial, the trailer, Ben, where they show the anime and the game locations one to one so that you see that a place in the anime is also in the video game? You I should really you, look at it. I made I, I tried to make I, I made I don't think he was on it. that episode. Oh, he wasn't on that episode. Um, okay. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Ben wow. wasn't there. Um, so there is a trailer that you should go check out that shows that the Edge Runners locations are in the game. Maybe and I can, you can do it right see now. it directly. Oh, Ryan's going to get it right you now. Talk, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool. That, that, that does feel like, man, you can really like. I, I I try to think of something that even kind of comes close to that is, I don't know, like just when you see a book adapted very well and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that is exactly, you know, the thing I was I was uh, picturing in my brain when I was reading it. And it feels like this is kind of getting into a similar space with how you're able to physically go to the anime locations in the video game. I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. All right. I got it here. So we'll just... uh. Yeah, I love Cyberpunk. It's a story. Uh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me go back to there. Oh, no. That's why. Yeah. Trailer Park. You see it now, Ben? You see this? Yep, I'm seeing it. Okay. I'm watching it. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, God. This game looks so good. Yeah, so yeah. you'll see the video game and the anime locations. It's literally, yeah, every shot's like a one, one for one. Um, sometimes characters show up. Definitely environments show up. Like, every ability and type of gun and uh, corporation. You spend so much time in the afterlife. God, I'm definitely gonna play this game again, 100%. That's so good. Uh, yeah, I and again, it's a great role-playing game where you can be good, you can be evil. When you create your character, there are three different starting locations and they're vastly different. You can either be a, a corporation kid, a street kid, or someone who lives in the desert, and there are three vastly different uh, backgrounds. So as you're having conversations with people, sometimes your corporation skill will pop up and it only have that dialogue option because you're a corporate person. And like, just really specific RPG stuff. Yeah, look at this. It looks so good. Oh, this game looks so good. <laughs> Love it. This, this does look great. Yeah, it's great. It's good shit. Yeah, so uh, I'm loving Cyberpunk. Um, the Witcher 3 is finally getting its next-gen update. It had, of course, because of the pandemic and stuff, they got pushed. But like they said by the end of this year, which is two months, that update will be out. And it will be a 4K 60 frames per second Witcher 3. So like uh, uh, CD Projekt Red, boop, boop. I'm loving what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's I, that's really cool stuff. Uh, Cyberpunk's definitely going to be on my list to play. It's just uh, I know it's not till the, uh, not till next year experience. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Because I I know more or less what my video game future is mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of this year, especially like with the amount of time I've had for moving. Um, and it's you know it's it's very specific things. Oh yeah, we don't <laughs> have much time left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can tell of two games that are going to take uh, one that's. I have a vacation coming up from work in November and one game is definitely going to be beaten in less than two weeks and another is going to just take over my life 
when that sucker comes out at the very tail end of said vacation. So well, well, I we have a we have a whole list of trailers of the next of the next do, three months do. worth of games that we'll talk about later. We do. Uh, it's really spark. great. I think it's really great how excited for Sonic Frontiers Ben's in. Oh, we'll talk about months. it. That's awesome. Hell yeah, we'll talk about All that. Right. <laughs> we'll get there. So I've been playing Cyberpunk. But I know there's a game that we've all been playing, which is nice that we all we can all have a discussion about something we're playing. Yeah, we, once once uh, <laughs> I was already excited about this game, but once I knew that both of you were already on it, I was like, well, I want to get on it. I want us to be able to talk about this, which is actually why uh, I want to say, like, I'm really glad we're doing the quarterlies and stuff, because that gives me more motivation to be like, well, I'm going to play this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that game, my friends, is Cult of the Lamb, which is on Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, every console. Uh, and it is a beautiful indie game about a little, a little, a little sh sheep, sheep, lamb. little lamb, lamb, little lamb that could. It's called a lamb, duh. <laughs> little lamb that could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am almost like I, I'm literally I go in one more time and I kill the third mm -hmm. of the uh, heretic gods. There are there are four bosses and one final boss. Yeah. And I, I have beaten the game. Right. Um, I think if we hadn't been moving, I would have done this in time. Yeah. But uh, the moving and school and work made it so that like I've, I've squeezed in a lot of time with it, but uh, I, I have not gotten to beat it. I'm excited yeah. to do so. I really do like the game. Um, I like it a lot. I love the art style. I think the game plays very, very nicely. Um, I think I've gotten maybe a little too caught up in um, playing with my with like forming my cult and how I want to refine it and everything. Oh, yeah. More so than I did in like, oh, I should go do more crusades. Oops. Um, <laughs> and and probably could have been earning things a little quicker yeah. had I been thinking about, oh, I should probably go back out there. The thing, uh, yeah, the thing about this game there. is, though, like, even though y'all haven't beaten it, you there's nothing really left to discover. You know what the game is, right? Like you're only just going to be upgrading stuff or getting better things. So like even though you haven't beaten it, like there's not much more to learn, if I'm being honest. Sure. Like that you know the hook of the game. You, you kill you kill the four, and then it the guy who made you do it, you're like, ah, I'm gonna kill you too. I assume. Maybe. Yeah. Um uh, the thing about Cults of the Lamb is that this game completely took over my house. Yeah. Not just because and I mean I had Fanny was playing it, my roommate Kai is playing it, I was of course playing it. And it was funny because so many times have I come home from work because I because we only have a few garage doors. I would call Fanny to open the garage door to let me in and I would hear the yeah. in the background because I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. You're playing Cold to the Lamb. And she's actually beaten the game twice already. She mm -hmm. played it. She's played it twice because when her second playthrough, she decided to, oh, I'm going to pick every other ritual that sure. I didn't pick the first time. Mm -hmm. So sure. essentially she's doing a, a mirror run. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking to, with Kai and I'm talking with my roommate Kai and he's like, oh yeah, this is what I've done with my followers. And then we're all comparing our cults, how we've um, decorated our our cults and how we decorate everything. And then even just going into the, um, what I love about this game is that even when you do go into the, a crusade, it's very, it's very easy to play, but you do, but there are some times where you really have to be careful. You can't just go and go, ah, sword swinging and, just hacking and slashing you do it gets that. harder yeah it does get harder yeah i i fought the, the the one who waits twice and i lost both times and i mm -hmm. thought the second time i was definitely gonna be in because i had a hammer and i was just smashing everything but i got way too greedy and i died i i think the 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 core loop of the game is just fantastic <laughs> because it it's you have your cult 
you you cultivate your cult, you talk to your people, you feed them, you do your thing, then you go on your action adventure, right? And you either succeed or you don't. Whether you win or lose doesn't matter because you'll come back to your cult with stuff to make the cult better, to get more stuff for the cult, you go on your adventure. It is a perfect loop that I love. I always feel like I'm earning something. Oh, I can put a new thing here. I can put a new gravestone here. Ooh, I can dance in my person one more time. It's always, there's I always also, something. I also love how there's also a sense of urgency when you go on crusades. Cause when you go on crusades, your faith meter drops down. I don't think I've ever had my faith meter in the red, or if I did, I immediately went to my church to like up their faith. Oh yeah, I refuse to have bad faith. No, not in my house. Yeah, me too. But then what, as the further you progress in the game, there's ways to cheese it a little bit and I think that's good because then it's like because then you've earned the right to do that. Now I can go and crusade. And I won't have to worry about my followers. I can go and do X, Y, yeah. Z. I can do so many times <clears throat> have I. And this game is definitely one of those games where I have stayed up way too late playing because it's like, oh, I need to do this. Oh, it's because you, you're given a laundry list, a list of tasks to do. But it doesn't seem like a laundry list of tasks. It seems like, oh, I need to, oh, I need to do this person's quest because I don't want their faith in me to shake. Or, man, I got to go into a very long crusade run. But, oh, I'll just, it's like, oh, wait, I just unlocked the mushrooms. I could get everyone high as hell and then just go out and fight. And yep, their yep, faith yep. Is in. I could do all this horrible shit. Yeah. Don't do anything about it. The brainwashing one is, is like, I use that one a lot because I'm like, I don't want to oh. have to deal with y'all right now. Just be happy. You're all drugged out. Yeah. <laughs> just be happy. <laughs> exactly uh i did end up in bad faith uh at one point mm -hmm. and it was because uh my i got a a request from a follower to make a specific dish mm -hmm. and for the life of me i didn't have the recipe oh, okay and like i don't know how i was supposed to get it because i was getting what i felt were ingredients it was like a vegetable soup or something yeah, yeah. and that quest was about to go south on me and while i was on a crusade uh, I wasn't paying attention. And so that quest failed while I was out. Mm -hmm. Two cult members died. Oh, yeah. And then the heretic god was like, also, I'm going to punish you with like four of them being sick. And I was like, oh, oh man, I got to go. You got the bad RNG all <laughs> yes, at once. I got I got yeah. I got a really bad time um, that I did want to bring that up. Like there have been a couple of moments in the game where I'm like, well, that just felt off, which is like the vegetable soup quest where I'm like, I just don't know how I'm supposed to complete this because I was given it. I've gone out, I've gotten ingredients, but I can't make the dish they're asking for. There's, yeah, there's one specific instance and it was very early on and nothing else like it happened again, but it was, I was trapped for about 20 minutes. Yeah. It was early on in the game and I needed to build a specific, uh, a specific like uh, uh, rock or temple. I needed to build something yeah. to progress. And I couldn't go up to do a, to do a, uh, uh, what, what the hell is it called? A cruise. I couldn't do a crusade, right? But I couldn't earn what I needed unless I went on a crusade. So I just had to wait like five days for something to unlock. So I was just like, I was like, I just, there's nothing I could do for like, like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's probably. And I just had yeah. to wait for days to go by for something to pop open. I'm like, how, how did I get here? How do I solve this? Luckily it fixed itself. Right. But like, I was, I was definitely confused for a bit. I did not end up with that particular problem. So I wrote, so fun fact, it's not out yet, but it's going to be in the next issue of Fusion Gaming Magazine. I wrote a review for Cult of the Lamb in that magazine. And in that review, one of my biggest problems with the game was how a lot of random bugs and glitches would come up and they would hinder my process mm -hmm. or they would essentially not trigger a certain thing. Now, once again, this is an indie game. This is a small team, yes. and I'm not faulting the small team for it because they do realize that, yes, there's bugs and they're working on it slowly but surely. It's there. 
but there were some times where a lot of these bugs would hinder my enjoyment of the game. Sure. A lot of times, especially with the rituals, the rituals for me were the biggest problem because I had a quest to perform a certain ritual. I would do the ritual, but then my game would get stuck. Mm -hmm. Like there was a constant loop of the animation of us dancing in the middle. And there are also times where I would be on a crusade and an enemy would be just, just and far enough out of the room I was in and they would get stuck and caught in an endless death animation. Fascinating. Super loud. Yeah. And I can't progress out of said room because they're not dead or the animation's constantly. So that happened to me once, but it was, it was just an enemy was trapped outside of the boundary of the wall. They didn't die. I just, I couldn't hit them. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I I didn't have any of those kinds of problems. I did get to the game later than you guys. And I'm also playing on switch, which you guys both played on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, uh, I really like it on the Switch. I think it's a good Switch game. I really seems like enjoyed a good portable game. It, it it works very well being portable. Um, and but I will say this just happened to me like a few days ago. Um, there's uh, you unlock the guy who's got the big fish behind him. Um, it's one of the locations you go to, mm-hmm. and you get oh, to go yeah, to his yeah. location. Like you give him eyes of the witness, and he gives you stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you go to the right you get to peer into the darkness and talk to that guy. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, that so, happens every once in a while, different locations. Yes, yes. Yeah. Usually when you unlock one of the new spots, you go somewhere and it's like, hello, I will offer you a thing. Um, so the, he appeared and he was like, I'll take two followers or half of one of your hearts. Uh, what do you want to do? And then the screen zoomed out yep. and nothing showed up. And I got glitched and stuck. And so I went back and I went back uh, to my save, which was where I was at the cult. So before I went to the location, go back, do it again. Same thing happens. I go back one more time and I same thing. Go back to the cult save. Try and go back. Now he just doesn't show up and I can't find him. I apparently just no longer have the option of whatever he was going to give me. Right. That's just over um, because he's not showing up again. And that kind of thing has like, uh, that's a bummer. I'll tell you what. Let I had more bugs in Cult of the Lamb than I did in my most recent cyberpunk run. And that was sure. a 60 hour massive open world RPG. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying with Cult of the Lamb because I was playing Cult of the Lamb on my PS5 because I heard, especially when Cult of the Lamb, <clears throat> like when Cult of the Lamb first dropped, the Switch version, I wouldn't say it was unplayable because but what I was able to find is that a lot of Switch players were having more problems with bugs. And even on my PS5, what I noticed is that as I noticed that the bugs started showing up the longer we played. For example, my roommate would play for an hour and a half, two hours maybe, and then pass the controller to me, and I would play on my profile. And then like, the the game would be fine for about 30 minutes or so, and then all of a sudden I would get bugs in the rituals. Um, Because my ritual bugs, I would like perform the ritual, nothing would pop up, and then I would leave, and then I would save and go and try to reload my game. But the icon that the ritual was performed is up on the top of the screen, but it didn't flag that it, the quest was finished. Interesting. It would still say perform this ritual, <clears throat> but then I'm like, but I did the icon yeah. is there on my screen saying that I performed the ritual, but it's saying to still perform the ritual. And I don't, I can't remember if the materials that I used were still there or they were gone. So it was definitely, I mean, Cult of the Lamb is definitely one of those games. That's really fun to play. But at the very same time, there are many instances where it just like just shows up or not shows up where it's just like Jesus, random bugs and random glitches will pop up. I remember I also got this item, this like really cool. It was just a cosmetic item. Does I don't need to use it for the rest of the game, 
but I really liked the aesthetic because it was like a crystal flag because I had the mushroom one. And I'm like, I like the crystal one more. I want to use the crystal flag to be next to my church because I think that looks cool. I don't know what happened, but for the longest time, the item slot of where it was on my inventory was blank. Mm. Like you could see the materials you need to use to, to build it, but it was just empty. It was an empty slot. And then finally, I don't know if the game finally updated. It was finally there. And it was the weirdest thing because like for three, not three days in game, but three days IRL, that one item was just inaccessible to me because it was just gone. It was it was there, but it wasn't there. So I will say that um, the two bug instances I just named, the one with the recipe and the one the one really annoying one with uh, the guy who appears in the darkness. uh, Mm -hmm. Those are the only two. Otherwise, I've had zero, absolutely zero. The game has run very well on my Switch. And those, and those were it. So, so perhaps because again, I came to it later than both of you yeah, did. Patches. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps things have been quite well repaired because for me, yeah. the gaming experience has been very, very smooth. And uh, any of the bugs I did have, like none of them, <clears throat> like took me out of the game except for that one early on for twenty minutes. But like, right. uh, any bug I did have, it didn't crash the game. It didn't ruin the game. I was just like, oh, that's that's a bummer. But like nothing ever like took me out, luckily. Uh, I I really, I I agree with you. I really like the cycle of the gameplay, the way that you work with your cult day to day and do the crusades. I think that all plays really well. I like the um, design of the crusade maps when you return. Mm -hmm. Um, That at certain points you can choose to just fight the the final boss again if you destroy the statue or Mm -hmm. you can choose to not return to the cult and continue on to the next tier and and get more cards and more rewards and stack up and stack up and i think all that's really really cool like you're not seeing your cult for a a while so you have to make sure they're doing okay Mm -hmm. but you can go through multiple tiers of that i think that's all really cool um the art's great the music is awesome I, i i have yet to find a track that i like as much as um Darkwood, which is the very first yeah, yeah. Uh, crusade area you go into that has the oh, oh, oh. I, I I like the music, but that track yeah. really worked the, for me. Uh, the like the main the main like camp theme is like so catchy. Yeah. I love it. It's like it's like yeah, like, it's like a almost like an Animal Crossing, but we're demonic. Uh the voice, the voice work I also yeah, really yeah, like. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, they're yeah, all really yeah. cute. Specifically, I really like people like the fisherman who's just like Oh, you score, score, score. Score, score, score. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's all, yeah. it's all really good. I like some of the, the one-liners, like the <clears> guy <throat> who gives you the tarot cards, was like, one cannot argue with the draw. It's like arguing with the ocean. Mm-hmm. I think he has some, like, some decent, what good one-liners. Um, besides that, I also just love how, like, some of the, yeah, the voice work, the Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times Fanny and I would just like look at each other in the room and we just go, Ooh. Yeah. They all they all favorite. speak uh Hatties. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really like uh I really like that when you go on the crusade, the 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 whatever environment you're in, whatever um god you're heading towards, uh all of the enemies kind of prepare you for that god and they match uh like they're all kind of archetypally based off of the god except for like the the mass cult members who are kind of their own thing you get like mini bosses uh which are like extrapolated big versions of the normal enemies you generally fight yeah and they'll and they'll have like uh you know there will be similar movesets you'll get like oh okay i'm getting a lot of like frog types so my final boss encounter is going to be with a lot of these frog essences it sets you up yeah yeah um and i think that's really well done really well made so that as you're going and learning different enemy types you are being built up to be ready to face the boss i will say this is not a negative it's not a negative 
Uh, but I do wish because you can get different like ponchos to wear. Yeah. And all the ponchos are like negative side effects. Yes. To give you like yeah. a little bonus. And yes. I didn't use any of those. I used one. I, I used um Hold yeah, on. the fleece. Yeah, I didn't. I. I'm gonna look it up. I I understand the point of like, oh, like you need a sacrifice to get a little benefit, but like I personally didn't find any of them really useful. I I wish they would have been a little more, little more positive than negative. But like that's just, yeah. it, it's it's that's the choice of the game. So like it's not an actual negative. It's just like no, something I, I tried. I tried some of the fleeces. I tried one fleece that I thought would be good, but it was like I was dying. One like makes you like makes you stronger, but has less health. Like I don't like that. So yeah. so I I have uh, the first one I unlocked was the golden fleece, and it's the only one I've used because I think all the others like the 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 detractor yeah. far outweighs the benefit. Same. Yeah, yeah. But the golden fleece kills Grant and added 5% bonus to damage as you continue to kill, but you lose the bonus and take twice the damage when you are hit. I don't so like if you can damage. avoid, so if you can avoid being hit, you are stacking your damage. Mm -hmm. And I have been pretty good at avoiding Dying. hits most of the time. So I have not minded trying to stack my damage. So like if I'm not getting hit, the enemies just get easier and easier to yeah, take yeah. down. Yeah. Um, that is the only fleece I have found personally. The benefit was matching to like what I was risking and yeah. everything else felt like I agree Too with much. you. The, I, I'm losing more than I'm gaining. Yeah. I tried the golden. That was the first one I lost too. I tried using that one as well. And I just, I was trying to dodge, but the thing about a gold, uh, cult of the lamb is that there's this law of rooms where you have a bunch of enemies come at you and you forget where some enemies are. I have lost my place a few times in the game where it's like, I forgot, I couldn't, I was like focusing on one thing and then like, oh shit, where did my character go? Um, but I, I do say that if, if you get like, if Sparks, if you get really good at dodging and making sure when to strike, yeah, then of course the damage is because I thought the same way. But then I realized my play style is more just jump in head first, ask questions later. Sure. I, I made a decision like uh, if I, you know, if I got to a point where I got martyred and like I just got overwhelmed because I was taking too much damage, I would change the fleece back. And that just hasn't happened. Yeah. So I felt like the golden fleece has worked out for me. But I do agree with the fact that like I've had zero interest in trying any of the others because I think like the the cost is just not valuable. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of with you in this game, Ben, where like it's obviously like you need to dodge to stay alive, but like. Anytime I got an upgrade, like give me more health so I can so I can take take more attacks, get more health, more health, more health, more health. Uh, so I would have like 10 health and I would just be way it, the last final boss. I would just stick him in a corner and I'd just be like, ah, yeah, I'm going to kill you first. I, I say all this and it won't surprise me if when I get to the end of the game, I will abandon the golden fleece because yeah, yeah. I, I will not be able to do it. Um, but I, I just haven't hit that wall yet. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm, ro I'm rocking with it. It's and it is it is. I do like that. It gives you the option. I just wish like it. I felt more inclined to want to use any of them. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I, I get that now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, are we done with Cult of the Lamb? Um, I think just as a last wrap up, uh, I, I think that like, I, I like the design of like the exterior map. I mm -hmm. felt like those places kind of wear out their reason to go there very quickly. Yeah, you, what, yeah. once like you unlock every, like each zone has like one person you kind of talk to and then you can, you can buy like stuff in shops, but it's not as important. Right. But, like once you buy the thing from the person, it's like, all right, bye. Like, yeah. I don't I don't need uh, to talk to this fish person anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and that was kind of like, OK. And then like I I've I've gone to the gambling place like twice. I just haven't felt the need to really like if I'm crusading enough, it doesn't really feel like it matters. Oh, yeah, I did the, the gold. The gold yeah, thing. I did it. I did it just when like you're supposed to Same. for like facing the people. And then like I moved on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I like it as an option. I'm just like, do I do I need this? Uh, 
So that's that's kind of where it's at. Um, but I do like managing the cults. I really like the customization of your cult members. I like that when you get them, you can choose these variants, these forms, the colors. You can rename them. I've renamed everybody. My favorite is Amuse-Bouche. Uh, he's my favorite. Um, we've been married twice. How many, I was about to say, how many marriages did you guys do? I have done two. I married one follower and then they died. And after they died, I married a moose-bouche because I loved a moose-bouche. And then a moose-bouche died and I brought a moose-bouche back to life and we're still oh, yeah. married. So none of us did the thing because it's like, hey, you can marry as many people as you want, but they'll get jealous. I only had one marriage at a time. Yeah. Yeah. One marriage at a time. I only had one marriage. The only time I would marry a cult member is if they come up to me and ask me to marry me. So I'm like, okay. Sure. So, so, uh, the first person I married before Moose Bush is still dead and I won't revive them because I don't want them to have a problem with me being married to a Moose Bush. I love also like, like with your dead bodies, you can either, you can have them buried properly and you can also cut them up and feed it to your followers. Did you guys engage with um, the, the like necklaces and gifts from oh, your yeah. followers kind I, of thing? Oh, yeah. I think all that's really cool, especially if like you're really paying attention, you can like counter negative stats that they have, like things where they have less faith or these kinds of things with the net. I think all that works really well. I think it creates a nice balance system Absolutely. of like how you maintain your cult the choices you make in your cult um and i personally like i understand like you play a game for long enough and you have to do like the same 50 things over and over i personally never got tired of walking up to all of my individual followers and going you know what you get a necklace today we're dancing let's go to let's go to let's yeah, go to yeah. church and talk yeah. about your sins real quick i like, maxed i maxed that shit out real quick yeah, the, yeah. the 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 it's now now like a uh, individual followers getting fully inspired like doesn't really actually benefit yeah, me I, anymore my the thing that i i went so hard uh on grinding devotion the middle big yes I, yeah. I maxed out so much of my shit early because like that's what i like to do in big in like games that allow me to do that so like when i am prepared when i go against that final boss yeah yeah and i had like three demons i can summon i the most necrotic of weaponry and everything i'm like yeah. I'm, I'm i have like three things to unlock in the in the center mm -hmm. shrine and i think two to unlock through sermons i and that's that's where we're at we're very close to and i love that, everything that like you don't have to use everything it gives you, yeah. but like everything is valuable and useful. Right. Because like I avoided the demon summoning longer than I should have until I realized that it doesn't kill your followers. Right. I thought it killed your followers. I thought that too. So once I started, once I realized uh, that I can have three demons at once just hanging out all the time, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, why wasn't I doing this a year ago? Right, like, right. Uh, I Same same deal with uh, I, I wish I had built the uh, convert your dead bodies to fertilizer thing much faster than i did yeah because once you get a lot of followers like people drop pretty pretty fast yes yeah yeah um i had a i had the funeral setting for mine i would bury them i'd do funerals and they would just like watch them watch them ascend into the heavens and there's yeah there are definitely uh some followers where it's like hey i don't want you to die so quickly so i'm gonna give you a necklace that prolongs your life like really long yeah yeah and then there are other characters who's like hey you dissented when you first showed up so i put you to jail but you know what as still punishment for your sins here's a moon necklace that doesn't require you to sleep and you're working 24 7 yeah i i i love the sacrifice one because they're totally about it like yeah please sacrifice me master yeah uh and like it's the second somebody started dissenting i'm like a jail's full bro sorry <laughs> why do some followers have to like eating poop so much <laughs> so weird yeah well you know what you feed them enough then it's like Stockholm um, syndrome yeah i do i do i do just like the the ability for the customization cultivation and and construction of your cults i think it's all very well handled um yeah uh i'm glad that uh yeah every once in a blue moon like uh, a follower dies of old age before i can get to the ascension of them and mm -hmm. i'm like uh all right, well, we'll go bury you, I guess. Yeah. Bring and, you back and, later. And what's nice is like you build a little gravestone and they still give you devotion. Did Just, you guys mm -hmm. did you guys ever harvest 
someone who died of old age for me. I love uh, when yes. I love when all the followers are kind of just nearby, like. <gasps> <gasps> But yeah. if but if they ascend and then meat drops from the sky, that's fine. No, it's not. Yeah, it's totally different. Totally. I accidentally hit the butcher button. At yeah. A, at just a, at a computer accident, and then I was like reading someone's mind, and I was like, "They butchered my friend." It was disgusting. I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. All right, brainwash time. Yep. Time. Time to take those drugs. I had someone like, who had like. What I... Sorry. Go ahead, Ben. No, I was gonna say like there's times where I was really short on gold, and I brainwashed them and made them and forced them to give me money. And then, of course, that's the ritual where it's like, hey, their faith like drops down. But since they were high on drugs, it's like, cool, give me all the money then. And they just gave me so much money. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. so the so the first follower I married uh, was because I had a long follower quest chain where like a follower was like, I'm really into this other follower. Will you go get this thing so I can woo them? And I went and got it. And then I came back and they're like, oh, that didn't work. Can you actually make this so I can woo them? And then I did it. And then they were like, they're actually in love with you. Will you marry them? Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Okay. If that's what you want, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulse of the Lamb, it, it's definitely one of those games where, I mean, there are some issues with it, but the co- the pros far outweigh the cons. Oh, opinion. by a mile. And and it's 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 a perfect length, too. Like, I beat it in, like, you can play it a lot longer if you want to, but, like, it is a perfect, yeah, like, If you really 50, want to customize a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, to unlock all of the, all of the uh, uh, decorations and stuff. Like, I unlocked almost everything, and I was about, like, 15 hours when I beat it. Yeah. Because um, I really wanted to, like, I really wanted the cool, like, I love putting stones all over my, like, making, like, it is like Animal Crossing, but, like, de- demented. Uh, and I was like, I love, yeah. I love making my little cult look good. It's such a, it's such a well-executed, like, cute but horrifying yeah. line of uh stuff and Happy i really i really enjoy it like it's really funny like uh, i was playing it around um friends of ours i was playing it around pepper who now has the game because mm-hmm. of me um and uh and i would be describing things as i was showing them to pepper and like people who were looking at the game were like this sounds really messed up and yeah. then you look at it and it's like no but it's like in a fun way <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely mentioned that in my review on Fusion, where it's like it's adorable, but also it can get really distracting it's, uh, really quick. First, it was fun, then it was scary, but then it was spooky, but like in, in a, a fun, fun way. way. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so good, like, man. Animal yeah. Crossing Midsommar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, let me see real quick. I, I Cult of the Lamb is pretty much the only thing I, I seriously, seriously played in this time between. Um, but I do want to just touch on, uh, you know, there was some Fortnite. There was some Dragon Ball characters in Fortnite. There was. That was a really great time. That was a great, that was a great time. Kamehameha's Kamehameha's and everything. Um, really happy about Fortnite. I, this is how long it's been since we did this. Um, I got to play a little bit of Shredder's Revenge. You guys had just played that uh, the last time, but I have also played it. And oh, it's been all forward. quarterly. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I picked it up pretty much exactly right after our last quarterly, uh, and I played it, and it was fun, and I had a good time, and I look forward to playing it with you more. Oh, yeah. I have nothing really new to add to the conversation of what you guys said, it's a good but I had a good time with it, uh, and I, I picked also- it up because you guys were like, yeah, it was really good, and I'm like, well, if it's really good, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> my god and also fanny and i actually beat the story mode of shredder's revenge recently so that was i mean we beat the actual story mode and that was really fun and it's still a great beat em up have a great time with it yeah uh, i um uh, i think i only have two one i think i only have one spot to go to left in the story mm-hmm. uh okay. where i left it and then i started playing cult of the lamb <laughs> um the only other thing I want to mention, because I talked about it on the Figner podcast, but this is our quarterly, and I want to talk about it here because this game is now out. 
I think. Yes. Uh, Dragon Ball the Breakers. I played the beta. Oof. Uh, it was a it was a oof doozy. Uh, I have the reviews <laughs> are out. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the Dead by Daylight one, right? Is yep. the uh, Dead by, Dead by Daylight Dead type by uh, the seven v seven v one of eight v one seven v one of Dragon Ball. Um, I gotta tell you guys, it's a real like. I think that there's something to be said for like having a creative idea and innovating and doing something new with Dragon Ball, and like I, I give them props for like thinking about this and and wanting to do something so out there and different but the execution is just rough um largely because it just wasn't willing to like seriously change its gameplay from being the team that makes xenoverse and mm -hmm. when you're the villain you just hurt people uh it's just too easy um it's 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 a bummer, guys. Uh, I I wish that I wish there was something more to be said that was cool. I wish there was some some way to execute on, like like what the trailers marketed, which is that sense of like that first time that Imperfect Cell shows up and it's really scary for all the people and you're like, oh, I I wouldn't mind playing that kind of tension. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that like once once you're caught by this like absolutely unstoppable foe by your standards, you're just kind of done. Um, I uh. I, so I watched IGN's review. I think they gave it like a four or a five out of yeah. ten. Um, it reminds me more of Evolve than it does Dead by Daylight. Because sure, you're, I think that's very accurate. You are evolving your villain over time. You're like, whether it's Cell to Perfect Cell or Freeze. Same, to, same problem, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, watching the reviews and seeing enough gameplay uh, just from this morning, uh, it looks janky as shit. Yeah. Like, it just looks like the, the way your character moves, the way that they, they eventually can fly, uh, the way it just seems like badly designed in every way <laughs> and i go back to like there's just no good way for communication between players unless you are all on a chat together on discording outside yeah, yeah. of the game and so like sure if us and four five of our friends all wanted to play together that would be fun i think i think that could be pretty entertaining we could have a good time uh playing yeah. against each other and doing that and rotating out our villain but we would all have to own this game and we would all have to be willing to set aside the time at the same schedule to do it and bucks. otherwise like i don't know i don't really want to play this game with strangers it wasn't very fun when i did it and granted i only played the beta but like it didn't it didn't much. it didn't encourage me it yeah. didn't encourage me uh yeah so it's it's 7v1 uh you're regular humans you cannot fight frieza you can like or, or the villains you can you can stun them like there are stun moves there's also like a cute like um like one of the girls is like a cute uh-huh and like stuns frieza with like charming moves or whatever yeah uh so that's like cute and all and there's a really good idea here it's yes. just like the execution on it everything just, uh, they did announce like a season two featuring grade eight vegeta Something. and the only thing the only thing i'll say about that is i'm like that doesn't feel like that'll simplify the problem whatsoever uh it great vegeta if I'm if I'm oh going God. off of you could buy they give you a little cell. Do you see the little cell figure? Dude, I got to tell you, like, if I liked the game, I was going to get that because I'm like that little that little cell shell statue. I was like, that'd be such a cool collectible. Um, I would definitely get it. Uh, Look at that. That's yeah, I think cool. that's I think that's really cool. Um, but I just don't really want this game. <laughs> um the, the i wish i did i wish i did so bad there's a uh, uh somebody i follow online uh on twitter she she posted a video that's gone viral now of her playing the tutorial of this game 
and it starts off with like, all right, here's a gun. <laughs> and it's just like, here's how you shoot your enemies. And it's just like, you, you're giving a, a like a digital gun in this Dragon Ball Z game playing like a no-name civilian. And it's like, all right, pull your gun at the target. And it's just like, she started just busting out laughing. Cause like, what the, what is this game? Yeah. What is this nonsense? Yeah. Um, uh, Very unfortunate. <laughs> um, and the only other note I was gonna say is like the great Vegeta thing. Like, I feel like it will only compound the problems with a this bigger game. character is not going to be better. I base that off the fact that all this is built in the same engine as Xenoverse. And I played against and as the great ape characters same. in Xenoverse. And it's not great. they dominate the territory. So normal people are going to get just thrashed by a great ape yeah. uh, that, that can just go wherever they want even quicker. Great. Even ape. quicker. Because that's the problem. It's like the villains can get on you like that. Yep. Which makes sense. It does make sense. That is how it would go. Yeah, it's just flying. not fun to play. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe in two years it'll get a, a crazy update. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you I know with these it. kinds of Dragon Ball games, I think it'll just get abandoned. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's yeah. gonna have. I think in in a matter of six months, it'll be like cobwebs on those multiplayer uh, maps, and nobody will be playing it, and engagement will be down, and they'll just close the servers. Good thing. Not, I mean, it is unfortunate that, you know, like, I I never want a game to be bad, but, like, again, this isn't a full-price $70 game. It oh, is for a, sure. It is a budget game, so, like, I, I forgive it a little bit, but not that much. It's it's very much like, I like the Xenoverse games. Yeah. A different team should have made this. Um, this should not have been built in the Xenoverse I'll tell you engine. What, I, it's just not designed for that. Someone who actually could design a way for there to be a dynamic between them. Like, there is no sense of cat and mouse energy. Yeah, um... So we're not going to talk about it on this quarterly, but a bunch of Silent Hill shit that's got announced. And yes. one of them was a new multiplayer survival game being developed by the Dead by Daylight people who have Pyramid Head in their game. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't expect, uh, uh, they're, they're called Behavior Studios. I don't expect Behavior to make the Dragon Ball Z game. Right. But you definitely want a studio who is in that pedigree to make a game like this instead of just have your action team try to make a survival game. Right. This is what happened with Metal Gear Survive, the worst Metal Gear game to ever be put out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, not, mm -hmm. no. Yeah. It's a bummer. Anyway, that's all I have to the say breakers. about what I played in this quarter. The Breakers. Yeah, um, pretty much the only other game I played besides Strange Revenge for a hot second and Cult of Lamb was Elden Ring. Word. And we will talk a lot about Elden Ring later. Yep. I feel like if you if you're fans of this of this of and us, you you've heard us talk about it all year. Yeah, but we'll do yeah. we'll do a big game. Of no, the yeah, year. and we'll definitely get you a, a just a couple more hours in. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little. One percent, percent is a whole game I'm in a, another game. I'll be like a little baby, like I spent like twenty seven <laughs> hours in Elden Ring. <laughs> Still in the first um, zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm outside the first zone. <laughs> Barely, Barely, but I am. Listen, it counts. So what's uh what's uh what's what's next on agenda? Is it trailer time? I guess it's trailer time. Unless, All right. Uh, trailer time. Yeah. Well, yeah. guys. So <clears throat> this is the quarterly. We talk about the things that come out in the last three months. These games that are coming that up, we're gonna talk about um before we talk about later stuff because uh, there's a couple newer trailers. Um, these are all games that are coming out in the next three to four months. Um, and with timing, this game that we're gonna talk about right now for just a little bit, Gotham Knights, comes out tomorrow as of as of this recording. Yeah. Reviews are out. GameSpot gave it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, that's rough. That's really oh. sad to see. Yeah, that's it's rough. getting bad, bad reviews. They're not just saying it's a um, it's a totally lackluster Arkham game. It is very much a games-as-a-service game without, the without it actually being a multiplayer Avengers-type game. It's 
this is I couldn't imagine this. It's a worse version of the Avengers. It's not it's it's a single player bad multiplayer Avengers because at least the Avengers has that great campaign. Apparently this doesn't even have that. This is uh, and I'm like, ha oh, shit, man. Ah, oh, shit. I, I was so you were hyped. really hoping I was really hoping. And I see I, that, that $70 that price tag. I'm like, oh, and this was the, the Court of Owls that I, you're going against and like I got the tattoo it's, man it's a big bummer there was so much uh, it, I think I think we started getting progressively more nervous as more came out about the game just because things were looking a little spotty and shoddy yeah uh, but it's really disappointing to see the reviews come out and it's like yeah and I I wanted to believe guys. I wanted to give it a chance because the, the guys who made this uh, uh, WB Montreal made Arkham Origins and that <laughs> is I think a undeserved maligned game yes i agree that is because it's not the arkham the, the, the arkham trilogy people hate that game uh it is not the best arkham game but it is a good game it, it is, is a, a good ass game a especially great campaign and a story i it's my favorite of the, of the storylines spoilers i think it's great yeah. um so it just bums me out that they weren't able to they were given the shot to become a triple a studio and take it over and they and it's it didn't work out yeah. whether it's behind the scenes stuff because they've turned it into a games of the service thing we know that next month they're adding a four-player raid event very much to something that happens in destiny and avengers mm -hmm. so that makes me excited that they're keeping with the game but if the core game itself is bad it's not going to make me want to buy it or stick with it um again two years who knows maybe this game will be better they'll add new characters and shit but like it looks like we got another Avengers. It's something. It's something really that bums me out because I was I was really looking forward to this hitting and like doing stream with you uh, for this one, and I'm like I just don't know Look that. that. Would I want to be, be I want to be Nightwing yeah, so bad. I just don't know that that would be valuable at this point. Yeah. Pre-order now and you get a yellow bat cycle. Sorry, dog. No bat cycle for me this yeah. week. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe in the future it'll it'll shake out, but not today. Ben, no, speaking um, speaking of things that will shake out. Oh wait, Ben, did you have anything more to say? About oh yeah, them? sorry. I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. You know what? You are gonna play though. Probably this one. Bling bling bling. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, oh. which comes out. Oh, I, I had it right here. Comes out um, November eighth. November eighth, one oh day, God. one day before God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, okay. The mad so, lads. <laughs> my God. So the game I was mentioning earlier, and I could see on our little thing that's. God of War is the next trailer after this one. Um, yeah, this. OK, I know we've been talking crap about the trailers earlier, but there have been a few more trailers that's like, OK, that have improved my. I've been I've been a little more positive, but I'm starting to feel like Gotham Knights situation where I'm like, oh, maybe my positivity is not going to work out. I want this game to be good, but this is definitely a game I'm going to wait for reviews for. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to watch some videos to see if I want to commit to the purchasing. Unlike the game we're going to talk about next, which is I'm definitely going to be playing my 70 bucks to pre-order because I want to play that game because this game because that game comes out during my vacation and I want to play it when I don't have to worry about work. If they're showing Supersonic this yeah. early, this means you have to get Supersonic relatively early, right? If they're showing this already. Yeah. And mm. Supersonic, I mean, yeah, you get Supersonic in a, in a lot of games. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that isn't just the final boss and like, that's it. No way. They couldn't do that. I said, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm Eggman not entirely, the final boss. I'm not entirely convinced. Um, yeah, Sonic. I, go ahead, Ben. I want this to be good. I want Sonic games to be good. But, nah. I, I'll just I'm just going to wait for trailers. I've heard some people who have played the game earliest say it is pretty good. It is you fun mean, to run you around. You mean you're going to wait for reviews? Yes, I'm going to wait for reviews. Yeah. 
I'm not getting this game day one. Yeah, but, uh, I the most honestly like the most exciting thing I've seen is the Monster Hunter crossover mm-hmm. where you can wear our uh, outfit on Sonic from Monster Hunter. And I'm like, well, that's just that's just kind of cool. My thing is I'm that just... like we talked about how op- empty and uh, sandboxy the, the open world. Feels. It feels like a like and Unreal Engine like graphics put into this other world. I still feel that way, uh, despite things that they have tried to put out to try and mitigate that that discussion from early on. I think that is still what we're seeing uh, is that it is like that. And it's mostly feels like it's just like that so that you can have big enemies um, and they just didn't fill out the world around them because they just cared about having the scale of these these massive opponents. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I really I want to have faith in a big open world song again, because this is like this is like like kind of like a, uh, a Pokemon game, like the dream. Oh, a big, a big, beautiful open world RPG. Right. That's the dream. And we are getting that in a Pokemon game. I'm gonna, uh, say, we, we I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say like you know this just doesn't feel as appealing as the original sonic adventure just saying mm-hmm. and sonic adventure allowed you to like explore the world around between levels and that was that was pretty good um and i just this doesn't feel as full of character no but you know what does feel full of character playstation <laughs> yeah. uh, so yeah one day after sonic frontiers comes out probably maybe the best game of the year Elden Ring's it's gonna have to be real good to fight to fight Elden Ring but the only in my opinion the only contender really I think would you would you find it fair I don't want to say that Elden Ring doesn't have a narrative because that's inaccurate but do you think it could be the best uh narrative driven yeah game oh sure oh yeah yeah yeah. like I uh all of FromSoft's games the, the Dark Souls developer all of their games don't have a a traditional narrative yes. story that you're used right. to that doesn't that doesn't mean that there isn't story in in their exactly. games um and there are definitely people who who write off from soft games because they don't have a quote-unquote story yeah. so uh this will be a lot of people's game of the year just by that fact alone because it is doing more with story mm-hmm. but in terms of gameplay elden ring is going to be really hard to top yes because this this looks great like i now that this new trailer is out it looks incredible uh the gameplay does look tweaked it looks better like it's still not a full, full on, full on sequel. It is using assets from the previous generation, so, which is fine. I'm so ready to put this on that stupid big TV. Oh my god, series. yeah, dude! Like that big F off TV. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> this game looks incredible. I and it is the end. It, oh god, Ben! It is the it is the end of of the saga. So it is going to be big and fulfilling. Of the Norse saga. Of the Norse saga. Not the end of God of War games. No, never. Obviously, no. I just. Ever since we saw this trailer for the show from the showcase, ever since we knew that that when they confirmed, it was like, no, this is coming out at the end of the, in the end of this. None year. of us believed it. No, we never believed it, and love it. And yeah, I'm going to be pre-ordering this game. I'm hoping that I can pick this up at like 9 p.m. the day before, so I can play a little bit of it before the actual. Oh I yeah, told, then are you going to pre-order a physical copy? Yeah. Oh, cool. You know that there's still no. Pre-orders of physical copies come with the actual disc, right? What? Yeah, we talked about this on the. Well, that's what the special edition. No, that was the special special edition. edition. No, yeah, you can still get the regular ass game. Mm. No, I'm not getting the special edition. I'm getting like the regular, just like the bland one. Talk about. I know we talked about it, but like (laughs) hundred dollar editions of games that don't come with the game. Y'all should be murdered. (laughs) That's bullshit. Yeah, God. Does it come with a dink game disc? That's bullshit. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just yeah because 
God of War, as much as I would love a seal book of this, I'm like, I'm fine without having a seal book for God of War, but I am going to switch the cover because it's going to have a reversible cover. I never, real quick, Ben, I never noticed before, but Atreus, because he could summon like wolves and shit in the yes. last game, yeah. he was riding on top of a giant deer. Too, yeah. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. That was, that was cool. But okay. yeah, God of War, this is my most anticipated, this is one of my most anticipating games. This is definitely, once I play this, this is definitely going to give Elden Ring a run for its money in my game of it's, the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it, judging off of the games we have left to talk about there's a lot of great games to look forward to but like this this is the one where i'm like all right this is finally finally somebody a contender for the crown <laughs> yeah speaking of crowns y'all i'm beyond stoked for this pokemon game coming out november i think the 22nd i believe um nope, november 18th november 18th even better um yeah this is under, this is the other game i was talking about how this is coming out the tail end of my vacation oh yeah i am definitely going to buy it this is the other game that's why i want to be god of war so i can put all my efforts in some pokemon afterwards yeah um we have gotten uh a couple uh open world 3d pokemon games over the last couple of years but like this one scarlet and violet really is it feels like it, we finally are getting a next gen pokemon because I thought we were getting, I, I thought we were getting that with um, Arceus. Is mm-hmm. that what's called Arceus? And that one apparently wasn't as hot. This game, it's got the multiplayer. It's got all the Pokemon out in the world. You can fly. You can ride on all of them. They're all homies. They're all hanging out behind you. It's a big, beautiful world. Like this really is a Pokemon game of 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 my dreams. And if it's bad, we're gonna have we're gonna have issues. We're gonna have issues. Yeah, we are gonna have issues. But also some of the things that I, like because we're watching tr- uh, footage of you riding the legendary Pokemon that graces the cover. Normally those aren't until like gym seven you get that shit early yeah you get the legendary pokemon early so it's like this is interesting this is a new way to do pokemon where it's like hey you don't have to the the legendary is not this grand thing you have to fight right before you take down leader seven and eight for your gym badges it's just no you this year's a legendary pokemon that you can use to ride around the paldea region just like just like the newest zelda also all of the gyms not in order you can go oh. to any gym. I, this is man. I, I'm so I'm so stoked for this game because you can literally go to the quote unquote final gym if you want to, in, in like in, in in where it would be on the map or whatever. And like <laughs> that is like open world to the extreme. That's what I want. And like to have all the levels like level with you so you can go wherever you want to do that stuff. Like uh, I forget what it's called. They do it in Assassin's Creed. Like level it levels with you so you can go anywhere for like real open world RPG stuff. Um, oh, did they actually <laughs> confirm level scaling? Uh, it's level so. scaling. I don't know if they confirmed it, but that's the only way that this game would work. I heard, I don't know where I heard it from. I said there wasn't going to be, but that could have been. A I mean, rumor. there might not be, but like, it's it's really hard to make a game like this, and like, you can't go then then you can't go anywhere because if you if yeah, you can't no, go to that zone, you'll just die. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's like, mm. oh, I'm gonna go to the era. I'm gonna go to era where there's a bunch of snow Pokemon. Like, How come all the snow Pokemon are level sixty and I have a level uh five Fuecoco? Unless unless it's hmm, unless it's they're actually lying. And they're like, oh, you can go to the eighth gym, but You'll it is get your ass kicked. You'll get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Then in that case, I guess that's fine. But that doesn't really that doesn't do that doesn't thing. do the thing they're saying of you can go to any gym yeah. whenever you want. You know what I mean? So like that's going to be the most interesting aspect to me. Mm-hmm. Not going on a on a, uh, you know, level by level, like you have to go down the path they set for you. Yeah, because one of the things they said, hey, you can go anywhere you want. I was like, yeah, let me go down. Let me go explore and do whatever I want. Yeah, because that because I can't tell you when I was a kid. I went. I accidentally went to the um, Elite Four, and they were like, "Hey, you have to go fight the other gym leaders." So I was like, "No, but I don't want to go up there now. I can." Let me learn a lesson. Let me die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, watch. And I do enjoy the new forums. I'm definitely going to be a Foy Coco starter. Just saying. I, I I love them all. This one's going to be tough. I really like all these guys. 
Look um, at his hair. Look at his hair. Be, I'm probably going to be Quaxley. <laughs> Quaxley's got such a such a, a head on him. I love it. Um, and the thing, up to four people, you can play with this with three yeah. friends. Four player, <laughs> complete campaign co-op with a friend. Are you kidding me? That's, That's pretty cool. I can't believe it. There's, there's. You can take pictures with your friends. I love photo uh, that photo ops. That'd be a fun thing for us to do. Yeah, uh, that is. This is oh, the yeah. dream. 100. percent Well, Pokemon mm-hmm. Adventure. It's like Elden Ring, but nicer. Yeah, less yeah. less stressful. <laughs> less sad. Yeah, less sad, less stressful. Oh my god, look at we got the four people riding around on motorcycle monsters. Man, all these rare legendary Pokemon. This is wild. Damn, this ain't so rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, my, one of my favorite things, my final thought is, I love that the Pokemon games have done the thing where like you can have your main Pokemon be behind you as like a like a companion. Like, hey, uh, Pikachu did that. The very original Pikachu game for the game uh, Game Boy did that. I well, love. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Pokemon Yellow was the first one to have Pikachu follow you, yep. and then. They brought it back in Soul Silver, Heart Gold, where it could be any Pokemon, and then Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, all brought it back again. I love that because then, like, you could have, hey, this is my best friend. Also, like, if you don't want to ride that motorcycle monster, you can you can fly to any other one. You can ride on any other one. Just you can still do all the stuff with your regular Pokemon if you want. Um, it just looks like I love when RPGs just give you the the breadth to do what you want. And not, not every RPG needs to do that. It needs to be so open-ended. But Pokemon has always been pretty rigid in that case. So the fact that it is more open-ended like a new Zelda is really, really exciting to me. Yeah, I like I the chandelier like, heads for everyone. Yeah, I like the, the the new crystal thing that they're doing right now. Oh my God, Eevee is... Oh my I God, <laughs> they're big-ass heads. <laughs> Look at them, looking at them all being shiny and shit. Love it. Uh, yeah. Oh, Eevee can have multiple, okay. Oh, Eevee, every, every game, new Eevee. You get an Eevee and you get an Eevee. Oh yeah, I, I I don't know if it's true, but I knew I heard the new EV evolution was Olympion, Ooh. where it's a flying type. Oh yeah, he hasn't had a... in the ears of the wings. Oh, dumb, he's Dumbo. Essentially, yeah. I'm into and that. So, um, uh, I want to say that there is a new Paldean form for Gardevoir, but I could be wrong. Gardevoir. <laughs> Shush. We we did we did see a new Whooper, so I'm sure there's definitely. Definitely yeah, some probably, other ones. There's probably some news, but yeah, Pokemon, I'm excited. I'm ready. Hell yeah. Put that in my veins. Speaking of putting it into your veins, um, <laughs> let's get spooky. Um, Callisto Protocol. Ben's most anticipated game for next Spooktober. Hell yeah. Uh, this is from the developers of the original Dead Space. Uh, it's very clearly a Dead Space um, uh, uh, like spiritual successor doing its own thing while being in the vein of Dead Space. You played Dead Space for about an hour. I did. Um, horrifying game. This looks just as horrifying. Yeah. Uh, beautiful Josh Dumail. I think we should uh, I think we should have Ben actually play through this entire one and then just release it in the spooky season next year. We can do that. Absolutely. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll see because there, unfortunately for Ben, there are two games like this coming out. Uh, oh, yeah, Callista, yeah, yeah. Callista Protocol is the first one. This comes out uh, the beginning of December. Um, yeah, it looks very spooky. I'm very much in. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Karen Fukunaga from The Boys is in it. She's That's great. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, big actors, big effects, big gore. Ben, you want this. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Oh, moving on to something that we can all we can all enjoy. Ben's silence for the audio listeners is approval that he does, in <laughs> yeah. fact, want this. He's, he's, he's he loves horror. Stephen King's best friend. You know who Stephen King loves? The Midnight Suns. Y'all, this game got delayed uh, to like October. And then it got delayed to next year. Yep. And then it got relayed to December. And now this is coming out the beginning of December. Uh, and I am, this is my most anticipated game. I know I know it's not going to be like, you know, quote unquote better than like a God of War or Elden Ring. But in terms of what this game is, yeah. Midnight Suns is my most anticipated game because it is one, a strategy game. 
You don't get many Marvel strategy games. Two, it's a role-playing game. Uh, and three, it's a house. It's a house building simulator where you can hang out with friends and customize and take pictures with all the all the Avengers. Uh, I'm really excited. about this I one. am stupid excited for this. Um, they just did a Deadpool teaser where Deadpool might be in the game, and I don't care about Deadpool, but uh, him showing up would be fun. Um, I'm just curious, like how how are you guys feeling about this? Because this isn't a traditional game. I know, friend of the show Brandon, this isn't exactly up his alley. It's a little it's a little more strategic, uh, a little slow, yeah. which which I understand. Um, but how are you guys feeling about it? I'm really stoked for this. I'm I'm getting there on my so I at first I was like, oh hell yeah, I want this, but then when I found it when I heard it was a deck building strategy card game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes deck building strategy card games are definitely not my cup of tea. The one that I've definitely played, but of course I will also add a caveat to that because I was younger and I wasn't into card games then as I am now, was Metal Gear Acid for the PSP. Yeah. So, hell yeah, man. So now that I'm older and I can understand the card mechanics a little bit more, I can I understand deck building a little bit more, and I know what my playstyle is. I'm willing to give this one a shot. This does look good. I am interested in how it's a strategy, but it's it's like a it's kind of like a tactics game, but it's not a tactics game in a way. And you also have like different cards with different effects, so you also get that um, like oh I need to to build my deck better to make my team better, and this is the way I want to play it. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I think this one, I will wait for some reviews, but if, Ryan, you say, this is Ben, you should play this game, this is really fun, this is definitely something you want to do, then I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll invest in this. Uh, if I'll go ahead and start playing it. Ben, I'm going to tell you, you're, I'm going to buy this game no matter what, because look, you can have a scene where you just read with Blade, Nigh Fireplace. Look at this. So stupid. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is my second most anticipated game of the year, right behind God of War. Uh, I love it. I love it just because one, uh, again, I like Marvel. I love strategy, but so many of the more quote unquote obscure, even though Blade, you know, people know Blade, he doesn't show up a lot in like in like video game stuff as often because like was like uh, I I don't even know the last time he was on the maybe except Blade for the PS2 for the Game of the Toro game or whatever. Um, Isn't but he all, in one of the Ultimate Alliances. He's not in. He's in three. He's in three. He's not in one or two for sure. Um, he was in an expansion for three with the Midnight Suns, right. actually. Um, the thing that I'm really excited about this game is like, uh, uh, yes, the RPG stuff. And we're like, he's in Fortnite. He is in Fortnite. Who isn't in Fortnite? He's <laughs> um, I'm really excited because the RPG aspect of it, it's very much like the Persona games or maybe maybe Fire Emblem because I'm not caught up on, on the more modern games are where you can build relationships with characters, but you cannot build relationships with every character because because like uh, the, the the game is, is done by like days. Like you do stuff, you can only do so much thing in a day, right? Mm-hmm. So you can hang out with Blade, Captain America, Iron Man, Nico, any of these characters, but you can't hang out with all of them. So do you want to become best friends with Blade and unlock his abilities or do you want to become best, best friends with somebody else and every character has a very different play style uh blade he's very much about like uh getting in there cutting and bleeding you have characters like the scarlet witch who's very much about pushing people out and using her magic to like uh do like area of effect damage captain america is more of a defensive guy with a shield so everyone has like a has like a um uh like a like a role like an rpg role and you can customize them to make them better and stronger in whatever aspect you want. You can make Captain America more of an offensive character, or you can make him more of a shield character. Again, it's all about building the character you want. And that is just, I am so excited. Not to mention, I'm a big fan of, of customizing skins. They have so many skins from the comic books in this game, plus their own original skins. And they all look dope. Uh, they have comic book people working on this game for the story. So like, them doing the actual Midnight Sun storyline with Lilith, the mother of demons, having all having all these characters here, Morbius, where are you at? It's okay, whatever. Uh, having all these Midnight Suns characters show up is really great. Uh, I am beyond stoked for this. Uh, I was really scared this game was going to get delayed and canceled, but like, you know what? We made it, baby. Here we are. Here we are. Look, nice. it's coming out sooner than you think. It's coming out sooner hey. than any of us thought. 
Ben, I forgot about this one until you until you mentioned Final Fantasy stuff. Um, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Yeah, now this one was something that I was very, very happy to see because this was a PSP exclusive. It's a prequel to Final Fantasy VII, and it's actually regarded as one of the better um, Final Fantasy spinoffs that was that was made. I mean, there is a fan base for for Dirge of Cerberus. I'm not going to deny that. Mm -hmm. But if you put this next to Dirge of Cerberus, people are going to go to Crisis Core immediately. And this is coming out on PS5. I think this is definitely a good thing for the celebration of Final Fantasy VII's 25th anniversary. Yikes. Mm -hmm. um, not yikes that it's the anniversary. Yikes is holy crap. It's been 25 years since Final Fantasy VII first came out. Yeah. I unfortunately never got to enjoy this game on the PSP. As you all know, my PSP was lost to time because my brother would use it as a um, workaround to go on MySpace back in the day when my parents bought it from the computer. Mm -hmm. And I was bummed that I never got to enjoy this game. And now I get to enjoy this game in beautiful, stunning HD. This is a PS5 game that I cannot wait to get. Yes, um, I I started to replay where I was at in Final Fantasy VII so I can beat it. Uh, so I can, when this comes out in a couple months, I can play this game because, yeah, this is a PSP game and I never had a PSP. So there's a there's a big chunk of the story that I'm missing. And I got to know, who's Zach? What's he about? Why is, Aerith, why is Aerith all over him? What's up with that about? What about Sephiroth? What's that about? Now, yeah. this is, this is, so I, I want to understand, this story is remaining, this version that they're releasing, is remaining in canon to the original? Yeah. Not yeah. the remake. Oh, no, 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 sorry. No, this is, this is doing what, what Final Fantasy VII Remake did. This is breaking okay. that game into this new, they're doing what they did with Final Fantasy Okay, VII. so it's canon to the remake, not yes. canon to seven. Yes. Got it. We're, well, but that, but those games are also canon because of timeline stuff, like Evangelion. So, like, so like, because this is a prequel, nothing changed in the timeline yet. Yeah, yeah, it is still, it is, yeah, it'll be. This is, this will be a prequel. Because things change in the remake, but nothing changes here. Yes, it, this got will it. be, this will be the prequel to the game we just got. So, they, it, whatever changes will happen, uh, uh, we have yet to see. Yeah. But it just, but just like FF Seven Remake, it will be a remake modernization of that story to fit in line with this new one. Uh, I don't know how much they will change. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was yeah, asking yeah. is if that was known, because I'm like, is it is it literally going to be one for one the same story as the original? Or is it going to also have some maybe twists and turns that will affect the future of the remake? It will definitely have twists and turns because it looks like, especially with what we know, the next Final Fantasy VII remake. What is it? Reunion? Is that what it has been? Rebirth. Rebirth. Um, I have a feeling that they will they will tweak some stuff in this prequel yeah. so it matches the overall story. Because I was going to say, I suspect that there are going to be changes from the original Crisis Core story for this because of the announcement of the Ever Crisis, yeah. where this is included in the story of the Ever Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original is. Yeah. So, so I think that that's where you're supposed to go to get your original, original version yeah, yeah. of events. And this will be a new version. Yeah, there are two, two timelines, yeah. basically. Yeah, the HD timeline, regular timeline. And we're getting both. Um, we're getting both. Yeah, I mean, still, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, a lot of people were like, hey, let's bring Crisis Core to modern consoles. They are now, and I can't, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun game to play. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, I just want to briefly talk about this one because I'm, I'm excited but worried about it. It's called Forspoken, and this comes out oh, January 24th, almost near my birthday. Forspoken is an open world isekai. Is that how you pronounce it? Isekai? Isekai. 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 Uh, you are a cool lady from New York and you get transported to a fantasy world. Um, this game is getting shit on incredibly for its writing. Uh, the writing, we got a trailer with some truly abysmal writing. Like, wait, so you're telling me I'm in a magical world fighting dragons? This is crazy. Like really bad, like weed nest dialogue. But 
besides that, I think the gameplay and the world look insane. This looks, the fidelity is so, look how good this fire yeah, looks. It looks cool. The elemental stuff that you're doing in this game looks insane. I think the gameplay looks wicked wild. The only thing I'm worried about is that it's that it's like, it feels like an old school RPG where it's just like a big open world and there's not a lot to do. And you're just going from town to town doing random quests. It'll be interesting um, to see how this plays out. Yes. When um, does this come out again? January 24th. That's what I thought. Um, so yeah, I think this game looks visually like arresting. Like it looks so cool. Yeah. Like some of like the, the most impressive particle effects that we've ever seen in a game. Mm -hmm. Will everything surround it work? I'm, I have yet to be seen. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. I want to believe. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious to start to see the reviews roll out on this yeah. one. One month, Ben, after the Callisto Protocol, the Dead Space remake comes out. Uh, holy shit. They, yeah. they have released, so both Callisto and Dead Space have now released like 10 minute gameplay uh, uh, videos of what this game looks like. Motive, creators of the new Dead Space, working on the next Iron Man game. And if this game looks this good, I cannot wait to see what their Iron Man looks like with a bigger budget. Because holy shit, this game looks great. Um, yeah, the Iron Man's gonna look really good. Yeah. So yeah, Sparks, you played an hour of Dead Space. Uh, this this looks like Dead Space, just yes. really good. Yes. Like uh, you don't need to change that game. That game is still modern enough where you don't need to change like the the gameplay. Yeah. You just need to tweak how it looks. Yeah. And holy shit, does this look insane? Yeah, it looks oh very, very good. They, I do love it when studios take like um, side by sides of like what the original looked like and what the new one looks like. Because I'm like, yeah. This is just Iron Man. We're just watching Iron Man footage right now. Y'all, look at this. This is just Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, Ben's, Ben's I stoked. He's ready to play. I am mentally preparing myself to get scared out of my mind with this one and the Callisto Protocol. Hell yeah. But I know you guys are going to be like, hey, Ben, let's play Dead Space. I'm like... Well, I, I don't know if we'll put you through both. We'll put you through one. Definitely Callisto, for sure, because that's, we'll that's put, more We'll put original. you through one the whole way through. Yeah. And we'll put you through one hour of the other. The, the most interesting thing about this game is it is... It is a, a full on 100% uh, remake. Um, and it is still like we've seen like the opening cutscene. Like it is a shot for shot remake of that. They are adding significantly more uh, zero G stuff because the original game, there were sections where it was zero G and it was puzzle solving, but only in sections. It appears they're adding considerably more zero G to make it a little right. spookier. So you're flying in space more. Things are coming at you more. Uh, I think that's beautiful. I think it's great. The zero G stuff worked really well in those in the original games. That's really awesome. Um, so like they're just they're 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 doing it. It looks like they're doing it. It looks hella spooky. It'll be great because we can book Ben's first hour of this side by side with my first hour. Oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah. Damn, this game looks. Uh, looking at it on like the 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 YouTube screen, this game looks insane. Um, all right, so we just have uh, two more trailers, and these are games for that are not coming out for a while. Nope. Oh! The first one is one I am super excited for because I have been looking forward to this game ever since. It yeah, came this out. this came out this morning. This yeah, it did. Came, it out came out this morning. Out this morning and, and I am super excited. It's this, Final Fantasy 16. This trailer got me so hyped I can't even explain it. Mm -hmm. Like this, like I, I I hate to. Not everything needs to be comparisons, and like this is not a franchise that has done this a lot. But I really did get Game of Thrones vibes from this one. Mm -hmm. Like it definitely it feels more like this is going to be like uh, different, different kingdoms vying for power. It's 1500 years after a big cataclysm or whatever. And it's different kingdoms uh, vying for power. Um, it looks the, the I keep bringing up fidelity with PS5, but like the fidelity looks insane. The graphics look so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what I love about Final Fantasy, because as a franchise, Final Fantasy, of course, they take different turns. They do different things. Like, uh, 15 was a more modern setting, but you still had swords, magic. This one is definitely, a, like, a true, air quotes, 
fantasy setting where you're with kings, knights. It's essentially it's look my at that jam. Targaryen right there. <laughs> yeah, like when you say Final Fantasy, this is my jam, and that's one reasons why I love twelve so much. Is like don't get me wrong, ten is amazing. Um, I really had fun with seven. I haven't played nine yet, but I was like, oh, Final Fantasy twelve. We're going back to like kings, knights, princesses. You have a princess trying to get her kingdom back. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, and just seeing even the gameplay for this because a lot of people have been saying oh i miss old final fantasy turn base i'm like i want this action stuff i want to be in the middle of the fight i want this to i love this yeah uh yeah and like we got it we got a glimpse of it in the last trailer but like the scale like final Mm -hmm. fantasy obviously they always have they always have giant summons and stuff but like the scale of this game seems particularly bigger than than the previous ones because it seems to be about like these actual like these these um what are they called they're not summons like Like bonds yeah they're calling up so they're they're calling the summons icons. Yeah, and it's like it, it seems to be like it is it is a it is a fight of the icons. It is the fight of the summons. Yeah, so it's you power are, that they bring through the people. Yeah. Yeah. So like so different kingdoms are gonna use their summons almost like kaiju battles. Yeah. And like in that previous trailer, it looked like there was giant kaiju battles happening, like a fighting game. And I'm like, man, this game looks like it's doing so much. Oh my god. And what I love about this is that every there's like each kingdom has their own summon. It's a famous Final Fantasy summon because I want to say the first trailer had Shiva fighting and then you and then someone turns into ifrit the mm-hmm. fire summons yes. yeah yeah and they just go at it and it looks like you can use your own icon powers and just looking at this it's combat, like a fighting it's game so, it's it's so fluid but at the same time it's you still get those jrpg elements to it and you have to actually watch attack patterns and dodge and do all this stuff and so it, i love this type of combat and it does look like you can turn it, it turns into giant kaiju battles with a fighting game but honestly i'm all for it this playing 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 ffs this is, a, oh. no, this is to me this is day one steelbook special edition oh my god it so I, good. I want this game so bad playing ff7 remake again right now the combat is so good and what i love about it is you can still make it tactical you can still pause it it, it, it isn't it doesn't pause it it's like really slow moving but it is still tactical you can you can set up all your moves for all your different characters so i assume this will also have that uh because they're not going to get rid of something that really works you can have active combat and slow down combat as much as you want um not to be reductive of the name but i feel like this this really captures if you just say like take away the history in a vacuum like the words final fantasy to someone Mm -hmm. this is what you picture um it feels like they've really captured that in the imagery of and this definitely one. people uh again like this trailer came out this morning so i haven't seen the feedback which i assume is good because this trailer rules right. but just from the last last trailer's feedback uh like like this is this is returning like you said ben to like to like to fantasy like uh i i do enjoy when it's you know technology versus magic i like that yes. stuff but like this really does feel like we're going back to dark fantasy we're going back to the roots of it all like uh, we don't let's just stick with magic this time uh magical kingdoms and shit um yeah, the scale just seems so big, and because we're on a PS5, uh, only PS5, this isn't a PS4 game, the fidelity and like and, and the crispness is yeah, so it's gonna insane. Look good. It's going to look good, feel it's good. Gonna, oh, it's going to look so good. It's going to look so good. Yeah, um, no release date next year. I, If I had to guess, it's probably late next year, but that's... that's, uh, that's it's at summer. It's at summer? It's at summer. It did. It's at it's summer. summer 2023. Okay. For now. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing maybe... I bet pushback to holiday. Probably. I, if it gets, does get put back to the whole day, I'm not going to be upset about that. I mean, I want this. Video game delays are always good, but I'm, I'm yeah. just like, I think, I think there is a, a lot of video games are going to, I think, continue to get pushed back just a bit, just because I think there's a eagerness to want to jump on the market, um, feeling like there has been a dearth of product being able to be put out. 
And sometimes these games just aren't ready. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised because they've held back on this one for a while that this one might actually be good to go by the summer. Um, especially with how much they show in this trailer. Yes. But it also wouldn't shock me if we get a delay to the holiday. If we, we just decide that's better. Yeah, that is a good point. We do see a lot of this trailer. Yeah. There's a lot. There's not. It's not just like, oh, they're showing us the opening act. There's like right. a lot of shit. So like yeah, yeah. they are probably more done than I've given credit for. Uh, the the producer working on this game, who's making this game is Yoshi P. And he is the guy who has been overseeing Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the MMO, for years. And I, I have not touched that story very much, but from all accounts, like that's the best Final Fantasy story we've had in a long time, and it's the MMO. Yeah, there's literally to get like uh, 60, 80 hours in. Uh, yes, but like <laughs> no joke, there's but like yes. there's like a hundred hours of cutscenes in that game. Yeah, a hundred hours yeah, of cutscenes yeah. in that game. Um, and it's all good apparently. Um, so like having him, like people really like this guy as a creator. So having him be like the narrative designer for this game, um, makes me really excited because that means that like. The gameplay, will, it looks great, but like now like I'm not worried about the story. Not that I was, but like I know the guy behind it, and like that dude's great. It's not going to be quite as as gobbledygook as Kingdom Hearts can be at some time. Yes, yeah. gobbledygook, absolutely. Um, all right, so the final trailer for me, for, for, for this <clears throat> for the section, was just it was announced yesterday. Silent Hill Konami had a big old press conference, and they announced like five games. Um, but the only one that I really want to talk about is the remake of Silent Hill 2, which could be argued this one of the, the, the scariest game ever made, uh, the best horror game ever made. It is it is truly something to behold. The only thing about it is the game's like 25 years old and looks like shit now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, PS1 games, that, that it, even PS2 games, it happens sometimes. Or, you know, like they, they get old. They're still great games. They don't age as fine wine as, as like the older games do, like, like the 8-bit, the 16-bit consoles. People are cautious about this game because it's made by Bloober. Now, we've recently played one hour of Bloober game. We played Layers of Fear, and that's where Bloober, Bloober team got, got famous for making Layers of Fear. Um, I really like the first Layers of Fear. They made a second one that's not as good. They made the Blair Witch game, mm -hmm. which is a totally fine game, mm -hmm. totally good, very good Game Pass game. They also made the Medium, which people do not like, right. and people saying that it has some of the worst representation of mental health they've ever seen in a video game. Silent Hill is a game that deals with a lot of that shit. A lot right. of psychological horror. So people are really worried that this team, who has a reputation of handling uh, mental illness really badly, is going to bring that to this game. The difference is, I think, why I'm less worried is they are remaking a game that's already been made. Right. The medium is its own thing. They, they they bring their own politics into it. If you're just remaking a game, you don't have to bring your shitty politics into it. You can just make the game that was made. You can make the game better than it was. Mm -hmm. um, what we are seeing, like Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake, visually very appealing when he goes outside for the first time and you see this the spooky silent hill town horrifying that is that is what you want the skin to look like you go outside and the, and the fog is there and like the creepy stuff is melting away i think this game looks incredible i am so excited for it um i i am a little a little cautious because of, of the team's past but um konami as a developer has not made a game since Metal Gear Survive, which is one of the worst games ever made, and that was like five years ago, there hasn't been a new Silent Hill game in over a decade. Mm -hmm. And they just announced five Silent Hill games and a brand new movie with the original director. God, that is so some exciting. That is that. the, man, uh, forget all this stuff. We're getting a new uh, Christoph Gantz Silent Hill movie is nuts. That's, that's insane. That's the greatest news of all of this stuff. But I'm really excited about Silent Hill 2 because it is so good and it is so traumatizing. It is so scary. And if they can capture the the feel of what it is to be in Silent Hill, um, uh, like that original, like those original games do, then they'll have a, a bona fide success because they don't have to change the story. 
just do the story again with better voice acting. Right. You don't need to change it. People like this game for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm horribly excited for this game. I'm so excited for this game. Do you want to briefly touch on the other Silent Hill? Oh my gosh. Games? There's there's a couple original Silent Hill games come out being made by other developers. There is a a mobile like a mobile live interactive game that they didn't release any information on. It's a lot of weird stuff. This is the only foolproof thing that we got that we know is coming soon. The rest were teaser trailers for games we don't know anything about. Um, it is a huge, massive push from Konami, a, a company that does not care about making video games anymore. They care about gambling and pachinko machines. Right. I know you all saw that Evangelion Godzilla shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a gambling machine. Right. What world do we live in where pachinko. that? Pachinko. Pachinko. Stupid. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Um... Konami does not care about games, but like they have franchises people care about. So like this, this gives me some, some happiness. They're like, okay, they're not fully giving up. Silo Hill 2, they're giving it to a team that, you know, uh, <clears throat> despite its past, knows how to make uh, competent horror games. Right. And they're giving it to a director who has made a good Silent Hill movie in the past. Yeah. So I am filled with hope for Silent Hill right now. Um, in a year, we'll see where that lands, where that lands us. Um, but right now I am, I am thrilled. Silent Hill 2 is really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've heard people, I've heard people say, hey, this looks good, but they're also kind of uh, cautious about the developer. But the fact that Silent Hill 2 is coming back, um, I know there's a bunch of uh, friends of mine on Twitter who are oh, this, huge, this, this shit huge is so, so spooky. Too spooky. Yeah, Love they're it. huge Silent Hill fans and they're just like, it's back. We're here. They're finally doing it because for the longest time, Konami was just sweeping Silent Hill under the rug. So, I mean, and the I I don't have the only Silent Hill experience I have is with Silent is with the film Silent Hill yep. playing people playing against people who are Pyramid Head and Dead by Daylight. And, uh, <laughs> Dead by Daylight. Uh, so the thing this game the, looks scary as all hell. The so thing that that gives go. me a little hope is like I, I'm. I like Silent Hill. It's not my it's not my my favorite franchise. Konami owns the rights to Metal Gear Solid, which is my favorite video game franchise. So if they're able to make Silent Hill 2 remake and it is a success, then maybe just maybe they'll try to remake Metal Gear because that has been what everyone wants. That game, that game is also really old. It definitely holds up better than Silent Hill, but it is definitely a 20, 20 year old game. Um, if this is successful, then maybe Metal Gear can come back. And that's just that's what everyone wants. We just want Metal, Metal Gear back. Silent Hill's back. Bring back Metal Gear. And that will be the end of the trailers, Ben. That is the end yeah. of the trailer park. Yeah. Alrighty. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. We got some stuff a little further away, but God of War and Pokemon, man. Hell yeah. That's like that's like day one. I'm so happy that my vacation is happening during those games. Yeah, I think that's a perfect that is literally like a great what a great week for you, bud. <laughs> I, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I'm I'm very pleased that uh just in general, on that last no news note, that Silent Hills franchise is being revisited. I'm glad that we're finally coming yeah. back around on that, mostly because I want to put Ben through it. But yeah. I'm just really happy about it. Yeah, because, um, yeah, they're... Silent Hill is one of... is a, like, legacy video game franchise, and it is such a unique, beautiful, cool idea. Oh, yeah, like, they did announce Silent Hill F, which is going to be a Silent Hill that takes place in Japan, which is the first time that that's happened, which is a really unique idea, because Silent Hill is about Japan's view on, like, Stephen King horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what it's like, well, what if we take our Americanized view of Japanese horror, but bring it to Japan, which is a really weird workaround. Right. Um, very exciting. The trailer was, it was just a teaser trailer, but it was really, uh, really scary and evoking annihilation with plant stuff growing on people. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like, I'm really excited for the future of Silent Hill, um, which is not something I could have said for a solid decade, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. All right.
already. I think that's a quarterly. That's a whole ass yeah. quarterly, baby. That is that is definitely a quarterly. Look so at that. Two there's obviously. Oh. I'll, I'll I'll touch. I'll just touch base. Uh, ben, you could do this too, but I I think I I have a better grasp on where we're going. Um, Hold up. I'll, Sparks, your your mic's been cutting in and out all day. What'd you say? I I will just give us a little note on where we're going with uh, the show, which is just that God of War uh, will be uh, a separate review thing. We'll be doing a pause menu just talking about the God of War game once all four of the fake nerds have played through it mm -hmm. um, because we won't leave Brandon behind on that one. That's one of the few games that Brandon actually like emphatically has to hit. So we will be doing that. Um, there will also be, uh, we've teased it and we'll say it again, there will be an Elden Ring Game of the Year discussion near the end of the year. We will, the three of us will do that together because we are going to like really, really get to talk about Elden Ring. Um, and we will, will, will we, we do a end of the year quarterly? Yep. We will be back uh, probably either we'll depending because we got a lot of other stuff we do for the shows. Feels but, like a January. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how settled we are. Yeah. It'll either be before the new year or just after the new year. It depends because we got to focus on a lot of our other shows. And like I said, uh, I definitely want the Elden Ring game of the year uh, discussion out before January. So we'll be focusing on getting that and God of War out. So that'll be our kind of like pause menu quarterly plans. Ben's going to have plenty of pause menu shows. Um, we're going to be doing some basement arcades. You can look out for a couple of Spooktobers with Ben. Not a ton this year. Our situation has required us to kind of cut down on what we could do. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we are truly settled in this house, Ryan and I have a lot of plans for what we want to do for the shows in general going forward. Um, so we'll just plan better for next year to really put Ben through, I don't know, uh, 12 spooky games. Let's say 12 spooky games. We're going to put Ben through 12 yeah, we gotta, spooky we gotta games. We got to triple year. the output. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you watch last, the last quarterly, it didn't look as good as this quarterly does. Right. And I bet you the next, the next one will look even better than this because it's always an evolving process. And I always want the show to look better because, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube online, right? And I watch a lot of podcasts and I saw one comment that really stuck with me. And it's like, uh, it was a, it was a podcast that went from doing, uh, uh, home zoom things like we do to being in studio again, right. Where they're all hanging out together. And their comment was, boy, howdy, am I happy not to be staring at four sets of eyes again, just four eyes in corners, non-moving, just like ugly. And I'm like, I want, I want to make every podcast look as best as I can because there's nothing, uh, uh, there's nothing uglier than just looking at four white dudes on a screen with nothing else there. Let me tell you. Let me be honest. Because I don't want to watch that for four hours. So I really want the show to look as good as it can. And that's going to be something I'm going to be working on for the future. Yeah. All righty. Well, as Spark said, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm excited to bring you more pause menus because I... <laughs> oh, man. That PRG was so fun. It was so good. Love it. such a good time. But anyways, uh, yeah, that will do it. That's a quarterly. We will be doing another quarterly recording in January, just like Spark said. And yeah, gentlemen, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, well, you can find me at DJ Tony Snark. How do cameras work? Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'm DJ Tony Snark 616, actually. Don't look at that. <laughs> it's been... Well, look at that. Look at that. But put a 616 here, after it. Here, here, here. Sparks, you go. You go. Okay. Uh, you can find me correctly at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just uh, trying to finish Call to the Lamb before um, I get consumed in the world of Norse uh, mythology. Yeah. And of course, you can find me at BenMag27 everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I swear I'll be making some more TikToks because I got some games to do retro ramblings about. So look forward to that. Uh, also, I write yeah. for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and Go Nintendo, which, of course, you know I'm going to be writing a lot of stuff for that. Essentially, this upcoming Saturday is just going to be uh, me just writing almost all day. Hell yeah. 
just getting all my writing stuff done because I got stuff to I have stuff prepared. I have notes written down. I just need to sit down and do it. But timing, that is a thing. And my cat is going crazy right now. Yeah. Suki, what is wrong? Hell yeah. But, but yeah, so gentlemen, I think that'll do it, right? And of course, you can catch all three of us on the Figner podcast. We do that together almost every Sunday. And at the time of this record, because I don't know when this is coming out, but at the time of this recording, we'll be reviewing Black Adam. That's true. Yeah. Uh, By the time this comes out, we're going to know about the hierarchy and if it changes. Yeah, that we will. And my, I have my bets on it, but I'm not going to tell you what my <laughs> bet is. So you're going to have to wait and find out. Nice bet. Yeah, we'll, uh, right. we'll be doing that. We got our Halloween ends. Uh, like I said, check out for some, a couple of Spooktober things before the end of the month. And we'll see you in a few yeah. months. And until then, gentlemen, thank you again for doing this with me. And unpause. <laughs>